Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we are in Washington, Missouri at Bootlegger Cigars and Apothecary. And a what? Apothecary. Apothecary? Apothecary. Whoa, that's a new one. Enunciate the P. Apothecary. Yeah, yeah, that's a new so one. So Bill, the owner, will be dropping in and out uh, as he goes. He is It's a one-man show here. He does run his shop, built his shop. Uh... I said run a shop. It'll run a shop. shop. Yeah. Yeah. So we are on uh, the patio. We've got, you know, it's 39 degrees outside and we got two killer heaters right here and there's actually no crazy wind coming off the river. But it is cool that we can sit here and see the river from where we're at. Um, and we're going to fire up into some new cigars today. We did kind of start. Uh, the Cowboys got him a German Pilsner going on. Um, and then I did a uh, Bell's made a double cream stout. So we kind of started with a little beer out here, and then we'll get into some uh, some whiskey. Whiskey, cool. Um, Cowboy brought some rare breed, rare breeds, rare breeds. I'm gonna assume that's a rye, a rye, yeah. which is just has come out here recently, and then this one is um, I think I've had this for a couple years, barrel proof, right, and. Um, but be honest, I don't know if we've had it on the show. I, I don't think I, we have. We didn't. I know we didn't do that. Remember, remember a few years ago when we did that Kentucky Owl sucks, and then we went back and did Kentucky Owl. We did Wild Turkey. Yeah, 116 proof. Um, this has made it to the farm down and back a few times, and it's really good. And then this is their barrel proof rye, which just recently hit the shelves. So. We'll deep get into that a little bit too. Yeah. And then uh, we went into the humidor and we pulled out something we haven't smoked before and it hasn't been on the podcast, which is cool. Uh, the Wise Man Maduro from Foundation Cigars. Uh, El Guaguanes. I'm not sure how to say that. Sorry, I messed that up. But well, this I is, know if you can't the, say it, I certainly can't say it. The, you want to give it a shot? No. <laughs> no? You want, give, you want to give it a try? Guinness. I think you've missed a few letters, bro. That's, There's I didn't even. Literally like. I just put three, my cheaters six, down. Nine, I don't know. <laughs> I know it started with a G. That's fine. Well, I like that it was translated at the top. The Genius wise man. So, Genius. Um, cigar smells phenomenal. I mean, it smells like a really rich Maduro. You know, you get the, the kind of. It's not. It's a horrible description, but that natural ripe tobacco that just smells great. So we'll cut into those and then um, get into this here podcast. So should we start with football talk? Um. Well, I think it's the big news right now. I mean, everybody's you know now. Of course, right? We're chief fans, so. You know, the big news is they won. The bigger news is Mahomes' ankle. 
which he's got a high spring, which he came back and played. He was very irritated by that, which I can see that because he's a competitor, right? That's true. That's true. He did come back and play. Did um, finish out the game. And, you know, maybe everything happens for a reason. You know, maybe, maybe Cincinnati, you know, fortunately have beat us three times. But now this happens. And I think it was kind of good in a way, in a positive way, because the defense really, you know, they got in there and they they did their part. I mean, they looked fantastic. It's not like half. our offense fell apart, but you can no. tell there was a little bit of a stagger in their step because the the what a few three and the outs. Vari- the variable that is Patrick Mahomes, you knew was nullified at least for that game, right? You knew it, that. You didn't have to. You could sit back a little further because you knew he wasn't going to get up and run or do any of his crazy jumping and forward or anything anymore, right? There's so, more tricks in the circus yeah. than just him. So you actually dialed him into a pocket quarterback, right? They they pretty much ran the rest of that game out of the shotgun after halftime. You know what I mean? Um, but but <laughs> but even him on even one then, leg, I know. I know. <laughs> You talk about the variable of him running is gone, but that doesn't mean he can't jump in the air like he's on a pogo stick. No, I saw him even in the second half do some, like, running and then one-hoppers and throws and stuff. So it's going to be one hell of a game. But the defense showed its face, and and I think that was great. So it's going to make for one hell of a game next Sunday. Yeah, I wish it had been the early game, but I'm happiest because I would have missed it. Like I'm happiest the oh. later game. Yeah. I mean, at first, I thought it was going to be the two o'clock game, and I was like, "Shit!" But being that it is that late, well, we'll have something set up. We don't know where we're going, or what we're doing yet, but as long as if you're in town, we'll have something. something I'm pretty much up, so. thinking I am. I don't want to go up there and deal with. Uh, it's so nice to be there. I've been to. I've already been to like three or four Chiefs. I've been to probably two or three tailgates. I've been to one of the games, or maybe two of them. So I've been there. I know what it's like. It's awesome. But it's a whole different other ball game, too. And it's like sleeting and raining and snowing. That's a different ball game. Because then I'm like, ah, I would have this cigar. I'd be in a nice warm room. Right. And I'd be watching close-ups on TV instead of, like, up in the skybox. And right. I was like, eh, maybe stay here. Yeah. Definitely going to be fun. We'll bring out our... our uh Voodoo cigars that we seem to think win those championships, but probably don't. It's all in our heads. But I'm gonna run with it anyway. Typically, so. you come up with the cigar, and we usually do the um, blood oath. Yep. Pick a pack. Pick a pack of pepper. Um, which we don't have any. What was that? Pack five, the yellow pack label. Five. I don't have any of that. I don't have any yeah. either. I think we went both went through two bottles of that. Yes. Yeah, um, I just recently have a pack eight, so there's probably three quarters in that. Um, but that shit, well, it ain't. We're not saying anything. Nobody don't know it. Anything to get anything is harder than hell these days. Yeah, and especially something like that. That's not easy to get your hands on, especially that old, right? And hold on to it. So yeah, you know, if you've got ten grand, you can get them all. It's true. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some whiskey news that you actually alluded me to earlier this week. Uh, we all know we've all talked about Justice House of Bourbon. Yeah, we've been there. I went there because you had been there. We've sent people there. We've sent people there recently. Um, Justin's House of Bourbon, both locations. I didn't know there were two, but there's two locations in um, Kentucky were raided by ATF agents. 
um, and bottles of alcohol were, um, they actually took bottles. They were removed from the store. And still yet, there's nothing that says why or what. It's that they were raided because of improper handling. Well, what I read as well, unless you've read some updates. No, I I read what I sent you. Customers had complained that they thought some shady stuff was going on. They weren't happy with how whatever happened with their whatever it was. And let me tell you, the information is limited. So they went in and confiscated some stuff. I'm assuming what they're going to do is they're going to check the paperwork and make sure everything is on the up and up and he's not doing anything on the, you know, on the silly side of that. But yeah, that was kind of crazy to see that like two or three days ago, two days ago, maybe. But I hope it doesn't, I hope they've not done anything wrong that they're going to be out of business because I've been there. Places are awesome. Yeah, it says the state, this was two days ago. The newest update I'm finding is that the state has not released the citation listing the alleged violations. If any. If any. The ABC Alcohol Beverage Control received complaints alleging several violations associated with Justin's House of Bourbon for the improper acquisition, possession, transport, and sale of bourbon, including vintage distilled spirits. Yeah, and that that may not be... But that just sounds like a lot of words to make you think something's wrong. Right, which could not be that. It could just be... Uh, I mean, even if there were some violations, it could have been paperwork violations. It could have been something that they, you know, did without thinking and, right. you know, or they or, pay or, a fine and get back on track and do things right. Whatever. Yeah, brought some bottles in but didn't, you know, pay for them or, or whatever. Um, you know, who knows. But, Bill, what are you smoking? Christoph, Lemuria. Mm. got customers baby um yeah that'll be uh that was that was bill the the owner of of bootleggers um he'll be in and out as he can um so let me describe because i don't think i've done it in a while because we've been indoors but today is monday and that what's really unusual for us to be doing an an early cut podcast on a monday this is true because your schedule changes but I'm betting right now it's probably in the upper 30s. I bet we're hovering maybe 38, 39. The breeze for itself is mostly quiet, and we're sitting in between two buildings. Not bad. 38. <laughs> and we're sitting on a new patio out here on bootleggers in between two buildings, and as we look out, we're looking at the river, and it's blue sky, puffy little clouds, and, um, and we've got some great heaters. They're throwing some heat on us. Yeah, and, heaters um, are, these heaters are boss. We started today with some brewskis. Definitely. Which is different. Customers? This is all different to me. Huh? Oh. Right on. Yeah, it's beautiful out here. Bill, thanks for letting us set up, man. You're welcome. Anytime. Spreading the whole word about it. Uh, Bill, is, Bill is one of our top retailers with the Craft Imperial line. Um, smokes it all up. We were actually in the humidor talking about these Rodriguez cigars. Um... Bill and his family, much like my, the Viking and the Cowboys family, is that uh, we are very big fans of Key West. It's one of our favorite places. I think what can happen between Mallory Square and the southernmost point is just magic. Um, but our story with this cigar is actually funny. We were in Key West together when we did the podcast at Green Street. So it was three years yeah. ago, yeah. three, four years ago, maybe. And uh, 
Cowboy's like, hey, I know this hotel, or I heard of this hotel that's got a cigar bar and a humidor. And we're like, yeah, let's go. Well, 35 minutes later on our golf cart, as we're shooting up A1A, going over bridges and shit, breaking every Florida wall, <laughs> we pull in, and funny part is I valeted the golf cart. I thought it was hilarious. And we went inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we get in, super cool hotel. I mean, it's very... Uh, if I'm remembering it right, it was kind of like what I'd imagine New Orleans Victorian kind of style hotel inside. And then we walked in and we went out the right door and you walk out to this awesome pool. Um, really cool kind of tiki bar vibe. They specialized in rum. So it was like rum drinks and they had cigar ashtrays and lighters everywhere. And we were like, well, you know, where's the, we didn't bring anything because, you know, assumed, you know, it's a shop, you know. Uh, where's the humidor where they point us to inside and we see these Rodriguez cigars so we buy up some of their Liga 84 Maduros um, which is what those are and then uh, I was talking with you uh, last year before you guys yeah. left and you're a Rodriguez guy I was like oh no shit Rodriguez guy then you brought these back you're now an account with Rodriguez the only account in the state of Missouri by the way brought them, brought them back on the plane with them. there you go there you go um and then as we were talking, we went back and looked, and I still have that five-pack of those Liga. It was just, I think they were six-packs. We smoked one of those 54s from 18 or 19 or whatever the hell it was. So, just cool. <laughs> now, they're, they're great cigars. They're they're rolled in Key West, uh, close over by Mallory Square, yep. right? Yeah. That we figured out. The, I think he said there's only 10 places in the United States still that roll their own cigars. Mm -hmm. They're one of them. Mm -hmm. No, they bring all their tobaccos over from the Dominican Republic. That's primary usage, right? Is that still the case? Mm -hmm. um, but everything is rolled, stored, aged, boxed, handled in the factory in Key West, which is awesome. You know, um, I'm sure there's probably some curing that happens there. Is, is, is he hanging tobacco there? I've never been. I've never been back I in there, so see, I don't we didn't, know. We didn't. He's got his like storefront office down there, but I'm sure there's another. He, he's got something other than just right at Mallory. That's probably the face of the company, but okay. I'm sure they've got something else down there okay. where they do their hanging and everything yeah. else. But but it is cool because everything does happen in-house. Boxing, packaging, labeling, um, the whole thing happens as if you're in the DR, you're in a cigar factory, everything rolls out that way, which is which is awesome. And they're great cigars. I, I very much enjoy them. They're, they're good cigars. They'll get you, though. They're yeah. real strong. They can. These 84s are, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, they're, they're solid, man. They're very solid. And I love the labeling on them. It's it's like a family crest, but it's it's like a something you'd see in a, like a pirate movie. It's classic. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Castle and Key have a similar logo like yes. that? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I must say, I've been to that same hotel that we were impressed with and enjoyed. It, 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 it ain't the same anymore. No? I think some have changed hands. We get the last good days. <laughs> we got the best of days. Because I've been there now. There's no humidor. The front office is closed up. We went out by the pool. There was like a thousand kids. And they had food. I'm like, what do you got? He goes, oh, we're running really short. Well, what do you got? He goes, hot dogs? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, we're go, and what else? Hot dogs? I'm like, I guess I can have a hot dog then. And uh, but no, I think it's changed hands. I'll just put it that way. I don't know if he has anything there anymore. That's a good beer with a cigar, man. That's a good beer. Yeah, I'm so enjoying mine. 
I do like that. Pilsner or Kel? I'm gonna have to have me a German Pilsner too. Just feels right. It is it's a good beer. Man, I'm digging this cigar. Have you smoked these? Yes. The, the Maduros? Um, I'm gonna ask just because I don't know and I don't want to look it up. The difference between this and the blue label is the blue label Corojo? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. That's what I thought. It's rich. It's definitely rich. But it's that's also a combination of this the, the stout too, for me at least. That's what that is. So I'm gonna come down to the lighter beer because I wanna see if it is the actually. The sweetness of that stout, that, it's gonna bring out a little sweetness mm-hmm. with that cigar. That is got a good age Maduro. I don't know what the age is on the Maduro on it, but I mean, it's got some dustiness. Yeah, you, you can taste it. It's it's it, the it's smoke feels older. Heavy know? pepper right yeah, off the beginning, but definitely. now it's really smoothing out. Oh, possibly the fan belt, possibly or a drive cap. No, I'm enjoying this. These are good, and I like the soft box press kind of thing. Yeah, like it's not necessarily box press, but no. But I wonder, like these are kind of in the box tight. Like the box is just too small. Like just too. I wonder if this is an effect of being in the box. <laughs> so I'm, I'm being serious. Sitting yeah. that way. Have you ever seen that with cigars? Yeah. You'll get a box where you pull a cigar and you're like it pops up. You're like, damn. <laughs> and then you'll notice, like as you get to the corners, like what's on the sides, they'll have they'll have a, a kind of pressing to them. Would you see that 20-pack I handed you from All Saints? Yeah, well, those are box press. <laughs> right, I mean, it was per perfect, this yeah. tight little... Those are... Yeah. Mahomes could have probably got that down to the tracks. <laughs> probably. You didn't even need laces on that. The thing was so packed so nice. But no, I'm digging this. It's, All right, Bill, so how long has the shop been open? Uh, we've been open since October 7th, so a little over three Almost four months now. Damn. And we were here just yeah. after that. Yeah, that Wednesday. Because we had Halloween music playing outside. Yeah, yeah that's it was right. That Wednesday. That we sat outside. That's right. We, we had coffee. And smoked coffee. Or <laughs> drank coffee. We smoked cigars. <laughs> that's how good the coffee was. We were smoking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we were smoking coffee because it was cold that morning, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have these heaters out there. Yeah, the wife came over and said, your customers are out of drinks. I said, no. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> Don't worry, we don't need that fresh pot. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, shop looks great. Uh, it's apothecary, right? Yeah, I did say that right. Okay. So inside you have a bunch of goods. Um, not, and when I'm saying goods, I'm not talking like it's a consignment shop. I'm not talking that. He's got handmade leather products that are done locally. Uh, do you, are you doing your own balm do, and oil? I do my own beard oils, beard balms, yeah. seasonings. Candles. And you've seen me talk about the balm. His beard balm is fantastic. Actually, changed the recipe and it's even better now. Well, I'll have some so. before I leave, so it's fine. I'm running out. So, <laughs> and I um, love the music. Yes, music's it's like always old great. school electric it's, uh, swing kind of like 1920s rags, yeah. rag time. Yeah. Well, we were sitting yeah. out there listening to the most creepy ass Halloween music. Well, and was, you know, I play that. It was so uppity, but it's like But the Halloween music was so uppity. You're like, yeah, this is good. Then you're listening to it, and it's like, I hope the demons crawl out and eat your soul, and then you die, and you'll be happy on the way out. You're like, what the fuck? No wonder they didn't live past their thirties. So when he comes to my house, I've got these big screens on YouTube. You get these Halloween electric swing, and they're showing on video a lot of the old. Uh, Disney 
you know, like they'll have skeletons and yeah. and elephants and they're, and they're dancing, dancing around the swing music. Yeah, it's and, cool. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it is super cool. I love it. it uh, yeah, but it's so the shop. The shop is great. Currently, cannot smoke inside, but Bill is working that out with the alderman here in uh, Franklin County or Washington, I should say. Um, I don't see why not. You're your own business. You're not connected to anything. I think you should be able to do what you want to do. But you know, that's why I'm not in charge. Um, Humidor is great. A lot of selection you can pick from. Um, if you're a cigar smoker, I promise. Even if you're a snob. You're gonna find something to smoke in that humidor. Um, it's got a, facings right now. Where are we at? Seventy. Seventy facings. Um, you can drink while you shop here. That is one beautiful thing I've always loved about Washington. Uh, do you remember when Geysers was open down here? Todd Geyser uh, he, on uh, Old One Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The farm to table place. We used to go in there and shop for meat every Sunday, and I would love it because you'd go in there, you'd go to the cooler, you'd grab a beer, you'd open it. You're pushing your cart around, getting elk, bison, ostrich eggs, all this crazy shit you can't buy. Fresh cut, fresh cut bacon. Like, it's in a Ziploc bag, it's so fresh. <laughs> it wasn't even sealed yet. Um, and you roll up to the register two beers later, you check out, they put two beers on your check and you're done. Love it. It's a great way to keep people around to spend money. Yeah. Oh, hi, buddy. But, uh, you smoke cigars too? Awesome, awesome selection inside. As far as the beer goes, you did go primarily German, German, Austrian. German and Austrian, yeah. yeah, which is awesome because you can go anywhere in Washington and do anywhere spread, Washington, yeah. right? But it's nothing, um, you know, just trying to keep it different, trying to do something different down here. So, hundred percent. You also do your own meat seasoning. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I smoke my own salt for eighteen hours, and it goes in my chef's blend, my smoke chef's blend. It's a smoked sea salt, smoked black pepper. Oh yeah, we got some of that. Yeah. We I haven't used it yet. Have you used any of it? Uh, I've got the, I'm using it tonight. I'm doing some fillets. So. Oh, it'll be great. On yeah, yeah. And some Snake River Golds. We're gonna do some yeah. fillets on it. Yeah, be good. And I smoke sugar also, and I put all the smoked sugar in my cookies. So. And you do bread. And bread, pretzel bread, rye, wheat, white. So all made here, fresh. So. I'll tell you what, guys. Started doing bagels on weekends. When is so. the seat? There you go. Now we're coming up here on weekends. Bagels on Saturdays and Sundays. So bagel, coffee, cigar. Then you go straight to the booze. What the yeah. f? And fuck. Saturday. Saturdays from eight to noon. Cigar and coffee, fifteen bucks. So. Your Saturday. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually awesome. It's got a really cool. Uh, I mean, it is an old town, but it's got that old town. Uh, you know, when you watch the movies in the small town and you know, the old men are outside reading papers and doing that kind of thing. Well, you're sitting out here and you can sit out front, have a cigar, have a drink. You know, you're fine. Um, or you can sit out on the patio and, and enjoy out here. And this patio is awesome. I mean, it's great. And Andy and Barney Five pop by and yes. say hi. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And with that hat on, you just got done with your paper out. That's right. Barber <laughs> shop right next door. You get a haircut. There you go. I will tell you, I'm enjoying the shit out of this cigar, though. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. You gotta start smoking more foundation, man. I just don't. <clears throat> it's hard to get. Charlie yes. Oaks I've sold a lot of. Those are picking up speed. The old bags with the rating on them, they still haven't picked up any. So. Yeah. That's a good cigar. I did. I, I, I bought two of them, right? One I smoked was solid. The second one just fell apart. Then I got a third one, someone had given to me, fell apart, right? So it's 
it's not like handled wrong. It's just mm -hmm. I don't know that the consistency is solid on them. You know, but when it burns and that cigar is cooking, it is a good cigar. It's very rich. Very rich cigar. It's, it's fun. I do like it. I've got one in there now that's like Is it? Yeah. And I don't know if it's, again, it could be, I, you know, again, I know there's age on that wrapper because that's kind of the idea in the name somehow. You have to wonder sometimes is, and we talked about this before too, is it too old, right? Or being in its aging, did it not maintain its moisture well, right? Did it get too dry? Now it's starting to not necessarily swell, but release, you know, kind of pull away, which which happens, and nothing you can do about it. Said it a million times, the beauty of a handmade product, right? Something's bound to be fucked up somewhere. <laughs> I was checking my humidor the other day, and I think I think it's a uh, placentia, um, and I found some holes in it. Beetles, babe. And I got rid of it, of course, you know, but that's unusual. Um, but it's anything probably, else messed it's up? It's probably been it. I didn't see anything. I looked anything next to it. Yeah. So um, the funny thing about tobacco beetles is they will tear the shit out of your cigars if they get in that right humidity, that right climate, right? If you get a cigar uh, above, consistently above 80 degrees and above 78% humidity, the larva, there's larva in every single cigar, but it's inactive. There's nothing you can do about it, right? But when they hatch, they burrow through and they come out. But the funniest thing about them is, once they come out, they're dead. So they literally live long enough to screw your shit up, and then they go and die. <laughs> it's, it's rude. <laughs> you don't even get the chance to squish them. Like, just, they just die. It's like they're, they're finger to the world on the way out. <laughs> That's why I used to talk to people. People were like, oh, it's beetle holes, can't smoke. And I'm like, why? Smoke them out. Put your finger on it. Smoke. It'll be fine. Play it like a four. Or if it's up by the label, move the label up. Smoke it. It's fine. It's gone now. <laughs> You'll be all right. Now, if your cigar looks like termites were crawling out of it, maybe don't smoke that one, but, you know. All this has got me thinking about this uh, second episode I watched of uh, uh, Pedro. It used to be a game. Um, and it's on um, HBO. Oh, The Last of Us. Pedro, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Is yeah, that good? It's, it's second episode, and it was bad to the bone. It's supposedly, of course, That's the now, Mandalorian, dude. It is. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> talking to my sons, and they're watching it, and they're like, oh, man, we are pumped because they did the game and played the game. It apparently. used to be a board game, right? I don't know if it's a board game or it was a video game or whatever. I'll have to ask them. But they're they're really liking it, and um, Pedro's a good actor. I think yes. I like him. Yes, and he's funny. Have you seen that Nicolas Cage movie? And I hate Nicolas Cage, I, but I found that entertaining. That movie was awesome. Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. Come on, Nicky, you're a fucking rock star. <laughs> And he but just he's thought he's washed up. Yeah, he's so funny he's in that. It's going to give him a million dollars just to go hang out yeah. with him for a weekend or a week. And what I love about that movie is Nicolas Cage made fun of himself and his entire career for two hours. Right. Literally. Literally. Just was making fun of himself. And he's in a new Western now, too. And I is saw it? the previews and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do it. Uh, but that one I enjoyed. I thought it was funny as hell. I thought John it was good. Wick 4 comes out in March. John Wick. Yeah, I watched all three of those the other day. How much wickier can he get? Don't care. <laughs> Love him. They killed his dog. They killed his dog. Yeah, I know. I know. They killed his dog. And then they fucked his car. So, 
And that man obviously holds a grudge because he's not done killing people. <laughs> Imagine if he stepped on his cat's tail. Then what? And then who's the operator? I love him. I don't know the actor, but he was in Deadwood. Winston? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like the negotiator yeah. for the well, bad he's, he's the the chancellor of that hotel. Like he's the the boss. Yeah, but he has something to do with with that group too. He's has the concierge of that group or yeah. whatever of pirates and you know MI whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show I I love that they're dumb as hell. <laughs> love the idea though, and I just love how violent they are they're great and it all comes back to you killed my dog yeah well, if no one had killed the dog none of it would happen right leave the dog alone okay so another one we got to talk about is Valhalla have you seen yeah, have you been following have you watched that whole show watched the whole season already. yeah okay yeah I, I'm not digging it I thought it was awesome yeah no it went kind of slow and then it was slow until about four or five and now the last four episodes were Really yeah. good. So my problem with that is I was watching Valhalla, and then at the end of the second season, Northman came out. Have you seen that? Yep. With Alexander Skarsgård. Yep. That, that hands down is the best what you could consider a historical Viking movie. Like nobody had morals. It was just outrageous and terrible, you know. And I liked it. You didn't win in the end. It was just violent. It was. Loved it, and then like you go back and try and watch about how, and it's like you're trying to redo Vikings, but with more medieval shit, you know. And Vikings was great, right? Yeah, I loved that. Vikings was great. I it lost me like around season four, right? Because then they were just at that point they were literally out of historical context, you know. Like the names they have found historically are in tales and, and books that were written, but you you ran out of context. They were just making shit up. And it got, you know, there were love stories and shit. And I'm like, guys, these people, if you fell asleep too early on your ranch, they'd come rape your wife and kill you just to take oh, your yeah. sheep. That's that's what these people did to survive. They're not loving each other and making fealties. They, fuck no, dude. Be raping the sheep. If you shake my hand and you get close enough to me, I'm probably stabbing you just because your fire's bigger than mine. <laughs> And I'm going to need that. So <laughs> well, I think what's funny about this Vahala is one of the main characters. He is the through the line should be the queen or the king of Norway, and he looks like McConaughey. <laughs> Actually, he's probably better looking than McConaughey. He speaks a little better than McConaughey, but I don't know. It, it was entertaining. And then um, what was the other one? I started last. Well. Um, king of uh, yeah, please, yeah. King of um, Mayor of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two episodes into that, I think. Yeah, on season two or one, two, two. Yeah, it's getting good. And it's it's going to be big. Way different. It's going to be big. It's a bloody bath going on. I never on started right. a video. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a bloody bath going thing oh, yeah, going on a, now. It's a crazy gangster scenario right now. But the scene where the bros pull up behind a car and the guy jumps out of the car, goes up to the sunroof, shoots the guy and brings his big yeah, master pit bull, dumps the dog in there to eat him up. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, and then they still show up. The cops show up and they're like, oh, you're going to want to see this. Mike, get over here. I started last night, though, 
a new um, I want to say it was on HBO it's with Jason Mamone called The Cliff and is that uh, the climbing thing they do yeah and I watched it for about an hour or so and I, I really like it apparently him and Jason Mamone have been longtime friends for let's say 15 years and Jason was a pretty active climber and but I was singing to Janine I was like he's a big guy you know for big guys uh, you know to get into competitive uh, you know uh, clifting or whatever they want to call it cliff climbing or whatever I mean he's a big guy and I looked it up or Janine did and said he's 6'4 he's one of the tallest actors in Hollywood he's a big dude and they said yeah. he only weighs 215 and I'm like uh, no there's no way he only weighs 215 well he may be a very lean dude when you look at him you know they do in movies yeah but I mean in Game of Thrones he was not 215 pounds but as Aquaman maybe he's 215 pounds he might you know have I'm gotten saying? down there for like a, on the scale at one point but I'm yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't walk around that way. But, but 6'4", that's a big frame. 215, that's pretty thin for a 6'4". Wouldn't make frame. him lanky. He'd be like a fucking noodle. But anyway, I really... And, and the gist of it is, is the, is the guy, I don't know his name, but he is the world-renowned top climber. Um, he's changed climbing and all of this. And it's a competition where they've got like 10 young climbers who they think could be some of the best. And um, this first episode, they were in Spain or something, and they climbed these walls out in the ocean. And, um, you know, you get so far up, and you you can't go. You fall into the ocean. And and um, they've got all this talent of guys who've climbed a lot. And then they got this young kid from Wyoming who's, like, 21, and all these people are worried, like, who gets first? Because the first climber... They get to visually see how he did it. They follow his line. Right. Yeah. So the young kid, 21, 21 years old, he's like second or third, goes right up. I mean, didn't even look like he had any problem. All the other ones had trouble, and only him and another guy made it to the top. So I don't I don't know, obviously I don't know anything about that free rock climbing world, but there was... Um, God, it's a lot of I was body strength. Listening, listening to a podcast, and they were one of these climbers that has climbed everything, right? Like K2... Everest. There's some. There's in in North Dakota. There's some rock faces that are incredibly hard to do with anchors. There was some young kid. You know, he's dead now. He fell, but I know that. He was, but he was would he free the climb Alp- him. Alpinist. That guy. Yeah. I saw him. Nobody would, even knew about it. He him. would free climb him. Just walk up to it, look up, and climb. Yeah. Nobody even knew yeah. about him. He'd been out there. Yeah. And nobody's paying attention. And then, like, the top guy in the world would be there one afternoon, and he set a record. And then the kid yeah. just goes out the next day and beats his record. Yep. And then all of a sudden, everybody like, who the hell is this? Then kid? they find out who he is, and this was like, it's a very bad joke, but like, <laughs> fame will lead to your grave. Well, he got popular. Oh, he was on Climb Magazine, all this crazy shit. He was doing these, because uh, they have very big tournaments with this stuff, you know, like competitions. And uh, he's doing it, and he was training for one. And, you know, they found him the next morning. He'd, he'd fallen and just dead. After the show. And, and he, I want to say he's like, he was like 26. Yeah. But he was like, the records he set climbing, free climbing. Some of the best climbers in the world are like, I don't understand how he got up there well, without like, his anchors. Like, because the jumps you'd have to make, they're, they're, like, they've shown some of these guys, they'll walk up and say uh, where your doorway is is what you're climbing, right? But then this is the next cliff. 
You know what I mean? You gotta get to that. So they anchor in, put their safety rope on, and they'll swing out and try and climb up. They're like, the only way he got there is he put his feet up, jumped backwards, and caught it. And then climbed his ass to the top. And then the other thing is they're like, well, how'd he get down? (laughs) Most of them, when you get to the top, you just rappel down, right? That's why your anchors are in and you got your, your lead line, you just rappel down and you're done. Right, like there's all these people are like, oh, he parachuted. It's like I'd be cool as shit. I tell you what, if I could free climb the Empire State Building and then jump off it with a parachute every time, every single time, do it all over. Just because why you can't. <laughs> Later in the show, he went to Chile, and all these famous guys go there, but they go in the summer, right? He goes, eh, it's kind of crowded in the summer. He goes, I'm gonna do it in the winter. Nobody does it in the winter. Of course, he does it in the winter. But you got to have those windows even in the winter and they show him going up there and there's limited footage because he gets halfway up there and the storm hits and he spends the night on a cliff in a bag and it's snowing like it's unmanageable unmanageable there you go um i, I don't know man you, you got to have it you're built different to do that kind of stuff that's crazy But I thought it was cool. Yeah, I did. I think I've watched another one. I, I It's just great. They're doing some uh, climbing in Spain. They're going to be in um, the Arches yeah. uh, National Park yeah. in one of these. So when we, were, uh, when we were in Utah, we were actually watching. Um, we were in uh, Capitol Reef. And we just got done doing it. We probably one of the coolest, most elevated high. I mean, we climbed 15, 1,600-some feet, get to the top of this shelf. You sit down, and you're looking out. And when you're looking out, like you could see the van. But it was like, <laughs> that fall would suck, <laughs> right? So we're sitting there, and we look over, and there's an arch up there that everybody goes up and sits down and looks at. And there were people over there that were tying lines and rappelling down off the arch. Well, in, in this series, him and his buddy go up to the top of the arch and one of them comes down with a rope and then Jason Lamone or whatever on the other side just jumps off with the other side of the rope and swings down through the uh, the arch and shit and I'm like man that looks cool. Hope that was the first take. You gotta trust you the rope. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Hope we didn't get a hand cramp. Guys <laughs> <laughs> mm. right, so what do you think of this cigar? I love it. I moved over to this uh Pilsner. Pilsner, right? Yes. Yeah. Pilsner, cool. Now, see, it just tastes like a beer. Yeah, just I like beer. Every once in a while, I like a good yeah. beer. Yeah. Well, we had those Monk things that you had. Remember those? Chimay? Yeah. Yeah. The Monk beers? As my buddy called it. Yeah, I bought a pack of that fucking Monk beer you like. <laughs> He goes, I'm waiting for you at your bar, and I bought a bunch of that fucking monk beer that you like. So how's that beer with that with the cigar now? It's great. Oh, great! This is this. It's crisp and clean, and just um, I know it's a pilsner, but like you know, when you when you think of just a, a golden beer, it's like a wheat or a lager, right? That's what you're you're expecting. But it definitely pulled some of the sweetness away, and that was because of the the cream stout, I think. But this cigar is is still. I'm gonna keep saying rich. It's got a lot of flavor, uh, but I like that it's not big body. There's it's not a lot of smoke, and it's got it's a, a pretty chill. It's got some know, antiquiness a, to it. Yeah, it's dusty. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that's age that we're, you know, we're enjoying. What's smoking over there? It is the... Is it like the vent? Oh, okay. Yeah. From downstairs, from the I'm massage like, parlor. Hey, bro, some shit's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the massage parlor? Well, they do massage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> happy endings? No, no. Oh, God, I'm thinking, guy. No, sir. Look at that Jeffco shit. <laughs> Yeah, I do like this very much. The retro hail on it is fantastic. Hey, you. It's coming up. Come on. There you go. Now, I noticed your... <clears throat> is that like a combination? That almost looks like a jacket. It is a jacket. Okay. It's a fur line jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good. it's, you know, full oil. But, yeah. Uh, I yeah, like it's it. A, I don't know. real quick. Sorry, honey. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. They just did a black one. It's nice. Yeah. It's, I um, wore my my Dixon yesterday. It's um. It's more though. The black one, I like it. I'm gonna get it when it comes out. But it's more. It's it's called the. The, the woodsman <laughs> something. <clears throat> It's designed after like your cowboy jacket with the leather. Mm. Where's it? Here it is, right here. Oh, that's this video. Where's the? Yeah, scroll through those pictures. That's the new one. I like. Yeah, they did. They did this style. This is the only one I like. They did this, and then they had. <laughs> then they had it in green and black. They had it in orange and black. And they had this is the new war. This is the the Dixon I gave it. Yeah, I like that. Kind of a jacket snob. I love jackets. Mm -hmm. This one, it's just I don't even know where I got this. I think yeah, it's Elko, Elko suede is what it's called. Come on, baby. Bro. <clears throat> There's no personal space. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, yeah, the cigar's great, though. So I'm trying to think of Valhalla, uh, Cliff, and... Uh, the mayor of Kingstown. Yep. And 1923, I guess it's on hiatus until yeah. February 5th. But then I read the other day that 1883, Sheridan... Um, is gonna do something with Bassmaster or one of the um, the guys that would go out and get the bad guys. Do you remember in 1883 it was um, Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, they were comes the, into the bar uh, he, and he says, "Listen, boys, if there's even gonna be any killing going on here, it's gonna be me doing the killing." They weren't down here. What were they called? Well, the Bass, the Bass Mastersons, Mastersons. They were going after the train robbers and weren't they Wells Fargo? Yeah, I think yes. so. Because they were coming after yes. uh, Butch and Sundance because they kept yeah. robbing the trains, and then the owner hired these guys, Bass Masterson brothers, to go okay. after them. Okay. So I think it's somewhere along the line of one of those guys. Cool. I'm trying to think. It's a uh, Dennis Quaid is going to be really? in this new series. Yeah. I like the way he's picking his characters yeah. to be in here. Dude, well, you heard me. I didn't think I, I couldn't I couldn't buy. Harrison Ford as a cowboy, right? Because it's it's Han Solo, 
Yeah. And Indiana Jones, okay? Like, didn't he do Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, he did. He did. But I don't care. See, that's <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. That's no, stupid, dumb. But, you know, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are the same damn character, just one's in space and one's, you know, saving antiques and shit. Right? I like him. I, I mean, didn't think I mean, he'd be a cowboy. I'll tell you what. I like He's him. a better cowboy than Tim McGraw was. I do believe that. Yeah. You know, Sam Elliott's like just a cowboy. I don't think I don't think he's anything else. Well, who are the best cowboys? The Duke's number one. Yeah. Then you got Clint Eastwood. I have to say, I thought, um, uh, and I, you know, look, I was really going good with some names there for a minute, but um, he was uh, Quigley Down Under. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. I thought he was a great cowboy. I'm sure he. And I'm especially sure he Quigley Down Under. I thought he that was one of my favorite cowboy shows. Was he in Lonesome Dove? Yeah, he's been in some stuff. Yeah, I think he's a great cowboy. I think he'd be better than that than the Blue Bloods, whatever. I've watched it. I really can't get into Wahlberg and, and him and doing that. Yeah, thing. No, I don't. I don't even know what that but is. But him having that long rifle, um, I don't know, seventy cal. I mean, I don't know. He's shooting shit out a mile. It seems like. Yeah, it was great. Now, some people can pull off that cowboy thing, man. Like, obviously. Um, no, I'm gonna do it. Who's Who's John Dutton? What's his name? Costner. Costner, right? Yeah. Phenomenal, right? Cole Hauser is ripped. Great Cowboys, right? Um, Casey, I'm still not sold on him as a cowboy. <laughs> I need to wash that damn hat. But he's like, well, that's <laughs> like my black one. It's dusty. Wash it. Yeah, but he's kind of half cowboy, black ops. He's yeah. got both yeah, sides yeah. working, you know. Um, but I do, I do like. I think the casting in in 1923, right? 1923, is that what it, 23, yeah. 23, 19, is probably the best casting Sheridan's done next to Mayor Kingstown. Ooh, I I really like Stallone, Tulsa King. I like yeah, yeah, but that's that's the one, right? It's Stallone, you know. Whereas you look at, but it's like Stallone, like we've never seen him. He's dressed oh, yeah. up to the max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And He's, they really work to get because I've seen. I watched one of the Expendables the other day, and I was laughing my ass off. He had like this matted down black hair with a black mustache. And I'm like, whoa, that does not yeah. look good. Yeah. And now they've got him. He looks age appropriate. Yeah. And his comedy and the way he does everything and the way they've written he's it. Great. I it's just mean good. overall casting. Like when you see who's playing who in 1923, like it's, I mean, you've got well highly qualified actors that are taking these spots yeah you know what i mean and it's it's great still don't really know where he's going with the four sixes with this skinny little cowboy guy i don't either but that was a waste and of they have spent a episode. lot of time yeah. developing him over the last four or five years our season well you know whatever. you know he bought the four sixes right sheridan did he, he's him a part and, owner he, he's the majority owner in the investment group that bought that ranch it's a yeah. real real ranch in texas like it's it's massive right they bought it and i think that's why they're putting so much time into it because now it just got suddenly cheaper to film there <laughs> right <clears throat> you know what i mean it's cheaper to film in my backyard than to rent yours yeah you know and i think i think that's what they're going to try and do with it um i just don't know like at the four sixes you know the thing that makes yellowstone work so well is there's controversy and there's battle and there's you know rules are being broken there's this and that all we know about the four sixes is they do cattle and they they do show horses right you're gonna have to build something there to make it 
And I don't think like a loving cowboy love story show is, is going to do good when you got people getting taken to the train station every other day, you know, at eight o'clock on Sundays. So, you know, and there can't be any more Beth Dutton characters. Too many. Right. Yeah. You know what does surprise me about that? The lack of cigar smoking in that show. The lack of smoking period in that show. Uh, I never really thought about yeah. that, but that's a good point. Yeah, crazy. Seen anybody smoking? Cowboy smoke. Nineteen twenty-three. Lack of cigar smoking. Yeah, don't know. the cowboys kind of roll their own kind of? Even still, you don't see a yeah. lot of cigar guys. But now Clint Eastwood always had. Well, in that time frame, borderline Lancero, yeah. Corona. Yeah, in that in that time frame in nineteen twenty-three, Skinny Churchill. Every cowboy movie you've ever watched. Five cent cigars, right? It's everywhere. I mean, it's in every saloon, open, every hotel. open range. Yep. At the end, what do they do? They go buy a couple good smokes and some chocolate. Yep. <laughs> and he tells them his real name at the end. And these are uh, these remind me of vintage saloons. These glasses, the tall cylinder ones. Well, the vintage, the old ones were way, way smaller. These are high, highball glasses. Yes, I believe. Yeah, that's because old beer probably would kill you if you. Well, the much. old little beer glasses that I used to have at my place were about that tall. Yeah, they're like five ounce glasses. You could buy a table. box of them yeah. for yeah. like five, four or five bucks, and I'd get a forty ounce Miller High Life, and it was a party. <laughs> it was a party. <laughs> Janine would say, "How much do we got for a party tonight, babe?" She goes, 10 bucks." I'm like, "Awesome." <laughs> Go buy eight 40 ounces and a box of Swisher Sweets. Mm-hmm. Somebody would bring a bud, and you're set for the night. Yep. Someone stopped and got pizza. Party yeah. on, Garth. Right on. Yeah, this is a great cigar, Bill. I gotta tell you. See you later, buddy. Thanks, sir. Definitely yeah, gotta spend some more some time on foundation, I think. I've got some good cigars. Right? Well, I was telling him when you were inside with some of your customers is that, you know, we've smoked all the David and Goliaths and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the allocated ones. And that's because our buddy, the Russian, is just a foundation fiend. So whenever they come out, he finds them. He doesn't buy one box. He'll buy three or four of them, you know. So we'll, we'll, we'll smoke them, or then we'll see them somewhere. You've gotten some. But, like, the foundation I've always smoked is I smoke um, Tabernacle, the, the Connecticut Seed, right? That Connecticut Broadleaf, the red label. I got a box of those two, three years ago. Every now and then I pull one out and smoke it. It's a good cigar, you know, but you don't see those everywhere. You know, you don't see foundation everywhere. The only you know? place that close here is down in St. James and Motherwood. They have some of the tabernacles and Goliaths. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so, whatever. It's, it's <laughs> the only place around here. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. Wow, Motherwood made it on the show. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Don't apologize. Um... <laughs> <laughs> have you been like, down to uh, <laughs> I, have, I haven't been down there in probably six months yeah, uh, yeah me neither um, have you had a chance to uh, visit Old Road Spirits in um, in Bourbon, Missouri and they put out bourbon there um, well yeah bourbon and they, their name is Barrel King okay and what they do is he um, has an inn at uh, MGP and he'll buy six, seven-year barrels and bring them in, and he'll finish them. And he'll do some blending, but, I mean, he's basically adding value to what is already good bourbon. He's and doing what Dave Pickerel did to put Whistlepig on the map. Okay. You know what I mean? You go, He goes and gets the bourbon, 
Um, he knows what he's doing, right? Because he's tasting these certain finishes at X, X years of age. Then he brings him back, and then he'll, I mean, he did one for the Missouri Bourbon Society that was finished in Stag Junior Barrels, right? He leaves him proofed up, which I think is awesome. He doesn't really cut him down, um, but he's he's nailed it. I mean, I don't think any of them were, none of them were bad yeah, that no. we had. It's just, I think we I favored that rye in the Stag bottle more, but that was just the one I was. Yeah, because how do you on. get a hold of Stag barrels? I mean, he said he's got a great broker, and, and somehow they do. Now, we... We've um, really liked them. We've just, um, we haven't been able to spend a lot of time with them. They've been uh, busy with some personal affairs for a while now. So anyway, um, but we really like them and look forward to doing some more stuff with them. It's a cool cool spot. You you get up that way, drop in there. They got a whole, whole tasting room, TVs can sit down. I want to say Thursday through Sunday they're open like 12 to 5 or 12 to okay. 6. And he's got functions and whatever. And I think we've got like three three bottles from them now. Yeah, there's three, three or four. Uh, but it's cool. It's, it's what he does is is unique. And it's it's funny. We all joke it's finally a bourbon bar in bourbon. Now he's going to get a cigar shop in Cuba and we might work some shit out. The only thing that fucks me up <laughs> is when I'm in bourbon I see things that's like I see a sign that says bourbon, and I'm like, oh, cool, they got bourbon. No, it's the laundromat. Yeah, bourbon. You know? <laughs> and everywhere smart. I see bourbon, I'm they're like, oh, wow, they got bourbon. Laundromat's no, letters are this big. Yeah. Bourbon's letters are this big. Exactly. <laughs> so and then you go and you're like, wait, you guys like serve while I do my laundry? Like, what the a genius idea? <laughs> Only take payment quarters, though, because laundromat. Suds and duds in Forsen? Suds and duds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. It's kind of like, you know, hatchet throwing. You know, I just, I told my wife, I was like, this is just a bad idea. That, that's fun. I'm glad that that became something. But the whole BYOB thing. Well, they serve alcohol there, too. At some, at some. A lot a lot of these around here that you see axe throwing, they're BYOB. Like, it's they got ice and soda and whatever. But I'm like, all right, we know fist fights break out at pool tables, right? What happens if people start throwing axes at each other? I'm not worried about the guys, but what about you've been drinking with your gal and you guys are not getting along and now you're really at the point and you it's, guys get like, into a fight and she yeah. just takes it and cracks you in the head with it and you're walking around with an axe in your head and he's like, oh God. And I'm like, this was bound to happen. It's not in the insurance. It was bound to happen. Not in the insurance. Uh, I think you better call somebody. Yeah. She got pissed off at yeah, He's got an axe sticking in his head. Well, don't pull it out. Wait till <laughs> I, I get here. Where are they? EMTs or whatever. Are they? Axe throwing right across. Yeah. The it's cool. I mean, look, our, our buddy, the, the, the German, he put one in his garage, and we'll go in there and goof around. But even there, sometimes we stop. You know, we start having too much fun, and there's like five axes flying at a wall at once. And then one of them always bounces back, like 20 feet. Like, it just always comes sliding. No, it's and stuck in his toe. We're, we're in there in the summer and fucking slippers or no shoes at all, and you're hopping over axes like, yeah. We're at our flip-flops. Damn, it's just bad. So then we look at each other and we're like, yeah. Ninja stars. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's awesome. It's fun. And, <clears throat> excuse me, no one... I've, I've seen prices at them. No one's like outrageous for you to go throw. You know, it's something like you gotta have like four people in a bay. It's like thirty dollars an hour. Like, okay, you know, everyone's sitting there. You each spend ten, 10 bucks. You know, you're done. Right? That's great. It's a fun time. 
But I'm like, if you really want to do that, find a tree in your backyard, spray paint a circle on it, and start throwing axes at it. <laughs> yeah. All right, little buddy. Did we, I guess we didn't ask what the little guy's this, name is. No, we did not. But well, what are we, uh, you are you're, you're almost down to your second beer. I'm done with mine. Are we? Yeah, we'll get, get some, some yeah, glasses. let's get some glasses and let's, um, I'll let you, you'll kind of take lead on that and we'll see what's what. I'll make sure when Bill comes out, he gets one too. I want him to try some of that. Did we do, did we do rare breed? I, I, mean, I talked about this in the beginning. I say, keep saying Kentucky Owl, I'm sorry, but wild turkey. Do you remember, this may have been four or five years ago now and I was talking shit about wild turkey. And you were like, man, I just think you haven't had it in a while. And then we had those five different wild turkeys outside before your pool was done. All of that. All of that, right? Keep on. Yeah, we had, we had, um, we had, um, we did the wild turkey. I think we had it on the show um, because I, and I feel bad, I don't know the names, but uh, listen. You had one of those master's keep ones that we did. Yeah, and I still have that one, but, um, one of the guys, he's like, hey, I've been drinking bourbon for a long time. He goes, my go-to is, you know, Wild Turkey 101. And we we're like, really? Okay. And then me and you had it on the show, I think. And we did it for a Chiefs game. And the next thing we look at each other, goes, oh, God, we just drank that whole bottle. And it was good. Uh, it was the Chiefs playoff game at, 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 Dalton's, at Dalton's Garage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll just start off with um, the rare breed. And I've had this for a while. I love it. There's a couple different proofs, but this one... Oh, hey, and I want to shout out while you're doing that. Sorry. Well, we were talking about Evan Williams' uh, Bottle and Bond. Um, yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. And you Later. know what? I met somebody down at Grand Cru, um, and he had heard our show and tried the... Um, He's right there. He tried, and he had it down there. He goes, yeah, I heard your guy's show, so I thought I'd buy it. And, oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was one. That was one that um, I, I found a bottle of it. I got a bottle. It's the new one, though. It's not the old one. Yeah, a bottle of it, though. But um, that was one that definitely, I think, holds true to what we've said before about how we've told people, like, and we've had to do it. I know we've had to go back. I did that. I had that bonded again last night from Jack Daniels. And I'll tell you what, every time I drink that, it gets better and better. It's just like that. If that's what Jack Daniels is, then I've been incredibly horrible on Jack Daniels for way too long. I mean, it's just, it's so much better. You know, obviously the Koi Hill, it was up there at 140, what have you, going to be amazing, right? You know, the proofing, you know. Um, but that Evan Williams, I'll never forget the first experience we had on it. And it was, we, it's, I think it's the only time we both looked at each other and been like, eh, no. We've disagreed on some, like some, not like some, but that's the, the good point. But that was the first one we were both like, eh. No. I made this Sunday, I may bring the old White Label 6 and put it up against the Evan Williams. Because I thought they were real similar the other day when we were drinking it. That would be that would be fun to do them next to each other. Yeah. I've got an, I have an open one. You have an unopened I have an, one? I have an open one. Yeah. I, don't have, an, uh, I have an unopened one, but I don't want to open that. The other yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know when I'm going to see it. And I also one. bought... And Ezra 7, which we've enjoyed many, many times. Um, and they just came out with a, a, a 7, Ezra 7 uh, mm. rye. Heard some old Fitzgerald news to share with you. Bob Hess was talking. Um, 19 came out, right? Yeah. By the way, the color on it is beautiful. Um, but uh, Bob Hess stated that 19 is the last one. 
They're not going any higher. They're not going any higher. There won't be any old Fitzgerald again for a few more years. They're going to sit and wait and play, but that's that's where it ends. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they don't. I mean, they could do. Like, they've never done a four. They've never done a five. Never done. Right. Well, they've done a well, twelve. But twelve. This is what I was getting at. I hope that they never decant twelve, because that's what makes that singular bottle so unique. Yeah. Is it's just old Fitzgerald 12 bottle and bond and it looks like the older bottles actually looks very similar to this on a yeah. smaller version yeah um, but it's like they're older bottles you know like you have do you have a Heaven Hill decanter an old one or do you have an old Weller decanter at the farm you've got an old decanter that was something well I got, I've got an old Fitzgerald infinity but I haven't put anything in it yet. I've got an old bottle. Oh, but okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But that's like the old homage of that bottle to it, with the kind of that kind of again that German kind of writing in it. Yeah, I've got a uh, couple or whatever of those. that that font layout yeah. is. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I think I just I hope they don't decant that because then it just becomes. It, it, I understand the way it would look in a picture, right? Everything's there, but I think that. One little different thing is what makes the whole collection unique. Because um, they did what? They've done 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I know 8. Is there an 18? There's an 8, there's a 9. Um, I think there's an 11. There is there's 14. 13, 14, 15, 16. 17, 19. There's no 18. Yeah, you're correct, I think. Yeah. So they've never done a four. I mean, I guess, yeah. well, six-year Evan Hill, I, I guess, would be. So now I'm on the hunt for the 19, which we'll see how. The bourbon gods usually are pretty good to me, and I find one, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah that I would be nice. That. that would be nice to acquire. We could call Justin's house, but oh. <laughs> no, we can't. we can't. No, we're not going to be calling them anyway because it's going to be way too expensive. Yeah. Pillar's like, uh, $25,000. You'll be like, what? He goes, look, bro, I got this Rolodex. It'll be gone by the end. I'm like, <laughs> right. I got a Rolodex, too. I, I ain't, ain't no selling for that. <laughs> um, well, we're going to yeah. wait for Bill or are we going to? We can start. He's got some customers. Yeah. We'll start in there. You know, it's really cool. I want to say this. I don't drink a lot of beer like you know that not crazy but normally I'm drinking like heavy IPAs or yeah. like the Goose Islands and the and stuff I haven't just had a Pilsner in a long time I mean like I drink Gingling I drink the lager but I just haven't had a Pilsner in a long time I can't think of the last time it's I had a Pilsner beer. at 11 in the morning which I gotta say was pretty nice I enjoyed the hell of it especially with this cigar man yeah um, I really like this I'm gonna have to get a few of these before I leave this is nice although yeah I'll add a couple of these. I'm beginning to worry about my collection. Um, well, I got a lot of singles that um, I need to get smoking. Get some um, some trays or some old boxes and leave them on top. And kind of hide what you want to sit on away from sight. Like, put it away, you know? Uh, like, that's what I do with those two shelves that are on the top. They're all, it's all just singles. That's where I throw shit. And then because it's so, it's so much easier to just pull that tray out, we grab some cigars. Then it is to pull boxes out to get the boxes behind them to do yeah. this, to do that. Um, and then, of course, I've got the um, container that's just got boxes in it and boba in it. 
but I don't even think about that one. I was just, it's there. I notice it every now and then, but um, that was what I would do. Put a piece of maybe a cardboard over the top so it looks like you can't reach it. And well, it's not like a bunch of people yourself. digging in my stuff to smoke. No, but I mean. when you're grabbing four or five cigars to fill up your humidor, right? You just you're seeing it all right there. You just grab from up there. It'll, it'll help you slowly move through that. You know, I've gotten to the point now, like when I'm like, oh, I want to have a cigar. I'm sitting outside. It, I'm like, there's nothing just coming to mind. I just open the door, reach up, grab something, and sit down, and just go. You know, what I mean, it's like, okay, cool. I haven't smoked that in a while. You know, you know how much of a, a brown label Tatawai guy I am, right? Unicos, just those those torpedo brown labels, right? I haven't smoked one. In, I can't tell you one. I smoked well, one last we've night. We've got quite the variety of that in our yeah. humidor. I smoked a Reaper, and then I smoked that tat. That's what I smoked yesterday, and it was. It was like, hell yeah, man. Smoked it through the game in the hot tub, finished it. Yesterday it was, was a non-smoker day for me. Yeah? Yeah. Out with Jane on Give Her Break. Because um, I got my fill Saturday for sure. Probably smoked five easy Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't smoke. I had a cigar on Saturday. I let it it was pretty busy to shop for the game right so it was cool talking with people getting on excited had all the TVs on turn the sound all the way up um, and I lit a cigar I, I didn't actually end up not finishing it because we had um, cousin's birthday so I actually left the shop like 5:45 the game's still going right and we're driving to Westport Plaza because we were going to drunken fish. So we met at Westport Social, and the whole time we're there, I'm like doing this on my phone, refreshing, 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 <laughs> waiting on to see what score setting is and, and who's doing what, etc. See what I mean? Fucking, you gotta do swipey shit now. Yeah, oh. Man, 12.45 already. Time just flies if you're having a good time and a good yeah, smoke. It's great. We got nothing but time. Get a little food after this, it'll be cool. Um... But uh, mm. yeah. Let's hey, let me doctor this guy up real quick. And I want to say this, like especially the Patreon guys watching the video. This cigar is burning great. There is this little bit of wind that shoots through here, and I think it's because I've got my hand perched up. It's catching that one side, and it's sort of sort of canoeing it. Which but, even he said we're getting a little southern. So it's coming out of the. Now I, I'm assuming that's north. So we're getting something coming down from the north and kind of through this, I don't want to call it a quadrangle, but in between the two buildings here, we're getting just maybe a five-mile-an-hour breeze once in a while. Yeah, but it's not bad. And I think just that little bit is why I had to touch that side up there. But it's burning. The cigar is burning. Phenomenal. You guys can see us that. Wise man. I'm not going to try and... I need to figure that one out. I want, to, I want to say it's like L. Wagon. Nope, that is not going to make any sense. I do not know. How'd it go? Bread sales. Much? No, fucking bread sales all right. Yeah. All right, brother. I just want to cheers this with you. Cheers. Thank you so cheers, much brother. for having us out. Um, this is the Rare Breed. Rare Breed. 116 proof. It's their barrel proof. The nose on this is awesome. Yep, that's good. It's good. I like, I like the barrel proof. Yeah, and we've had that. I bet I've had that four years already. And that's that's just a good. It's 
do this all the time now. I'm trying to find something to say. It's just a good whiskey, man. Like, it's just good. <clears throat> Sorry, honey. Let me step on here. Well, what did somebody call it the other day when, you know, the, the slow burner down the pipe? Or some, somebody had a neat little saying about it, whatever. I don't know if it was at Cigar Vault last week yeah, or whatever. in the Pond Hopper. But anyway, the Pond Hopper, yeah. Um, I'm not calling I actually highness. said that to you the I'm other day. I'm not calling him your highness. It's not happening. <laughs> the, I didn't know if you were going to catch that the other day. The pond, I, we were doing a little pond hopping. Yep. A little watering holes. And, um, but yeah, um, we were talking about this, I think, last week too. I mean, it's just nice to have a bottle that maybe you spent some money on it, but yet you're going to enjoy that with your friends and family for four or five years until... Yeah. You know, you work it out. We always bring up, like, I don't think we've talked. Are you a wine drinker? I'm. I'm getting there. Yeah, like, I'm, so when I when I say that, I should probably lead with. It's not like we're fucking wine yeah. guys, but I like a red wine. I like red wine. It's, it's I have a bourbon really, barrel aged wine in there. Nice. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah. So what we had talked about is we're like, here's the problem. When you open a bottle of wine, one, it's what? What do we say? Like four glasses. Yeah. I think that's what's in a bottle if you pour the whatever the ounce pour is. Um, or you have a couple of glasses. You got two, three. I mean, I, mean, I guess if you take very good care of it, you got five to seven days before you can drink it. Or there's things like this. Like, I haven't had, I probably haven't had that. I only time I had it was with you. And it was probably three or four years ago. And then we're drinking it again right now. That's what you can do with bourbon, right? Same thing with cigars, right? You can buy a box of cigars, sit out all day, you smoke six or eight of them, then you put it away, and four years from now, you pull it out, you have six or eight more. You know, you can you can do that, because of, you know, of what the product is. Um, so that's what makes it so enjoyable, and the fact that they always change. You know. Come on, babe. Come. What's the little guy's name? A girly? Her name's Polly. Polly. Yeah. So she's a girl. She's a girl. She's our shop dog. Yeah. Polly want a cracker? Nope. <clears throat> the pit bulls got a fight one day at home and ripped each other apart. And I was like, yeah, we need to bring her to the shop from now on. Lock yeah. her up because she's she likes to get in the middle of it. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, that's like my little one. I'm never afraid something's gonna eat her. So she's gonna <clears throat> jump into its mouth, mm-hmm. thinking she's winning. And then it's going to get swallowed. <laughs> yeah. She thinks she's tough. Though. Yeah. It's been a phenomenal cigar. I hope, I hope that it music comes across on our... It is. On our it is. Yeah, it's picking up for sure. That's fantastic. Turn it down. My um, neighbor, he, um, I guess he's lived there about four years, and right when he moved in, somehow he got involved with this canoe thing where they start maybe in Jeff City and canoe down here to St. Charles. It takes them, I don't know how many hours, but it's a competition, right? And they start at Jeff City and they come down the river all the way to St. Charles. So on canoes? Yeah, I'm assuming they come through here, but and they go all night and whatever, and they've done it in some bad weather and whatever. And uh, God, that would be 
That would be fun. We came we came off of a, a hike. This is probably last month. Where the hell did we go? I'll have to look up where we were at, but it was down south. It, amazing. The hike was just, you're climbing up the bluffs, down the bluffs, then you're by the river walking across the river. At one point, you can go across this waterfall. You know, awesome. Or coming out, coming out on the backside of the trail, walking across the little bridge that's there, and there are people in, in rafts. Or not, I'm, I'm, like inflatable rafts? No, no, they were in, um, oh, what the hell, oh my God. Kayaks. And they were all, you know, cold weather gear whipped up, and they were just shooting down off these bluffs, landing in the water, flipping back over, and then pulling out right off the side of the bank. And I'm like, oh yeah, we can, can we do that? Uh, I'm like, oh no, I'm like, yeah, can I'm we do like, that? No. That just looks great. And here's the thing, ah, the youngest person that came out of one of those was probably mid forties. <laughs> like it was. It was so funny. You're seeing these, like, they look like, like, when you shit, you see on, like, white water, right? They're, like, whipping it over. They come off, they land sideways and flip back over, and they paddle over, and they get out, and then they get out, and none of them can fucking walk. They're all that old. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, the young guy was pulling everyone's kayaks in. Yeah, you gotta be it was, able, it was it's kind of like surfing. Insane. You, you gotta learn how to hold your breath underwater because a lot of these, um, a lot of these areas they get into waterfalls or whatever and these whirlpools you get pulled down coming off a rock or whatever and you get in these backside and you're literally held down for a couple minutes so you got to be able to hold your breath and let the canoe do its thing and then you oh, yeah. turn it up right and you yeah. come up but eh. even, even in the surfing eh. world there there are some circuits that if you can't hold your breath for four minutes underwater they will not. They won't let. They, they will not let you compete because obviously they don't want to be at risk of you, you know, getting getting pushed down. I mean, it's. The, I'll tell you right now that one of the most terrifying things is being you're being held underwater by the one thing you can float in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no one's holding you down. You can fight against someone holding you down. When you're when you get caught in a rib curl or you get pulled under with a tide at the break of a wave. You're just waiting for the pressure to pull you back up and hopefully you don't hit anything on the way around being tossed in that water. Yeah. And I'm not talking, I'm not even talking biggest wave I've ever been on, eight foot face, right? So that means from the ground to when the curl comes about 16 feet, right? B biggest, okay? I've seen guys, I've watched competitions where guys have fallen from a 22 foot face wave. Like, they don't catch it right, the angle's too steep, and they come off the board, the board shoots out one way, and they go again. They're falling that whole way, and when they land, they're landing as that wave is breaking. So, like, you, we watched um, a 100-foot wave, right, at Nazarene. And remember when that one cat fell, he hit the water, and then you saw him come up in the wave? The inertia of that wave took his body, shot it up the top of that wave, and then dropped him again into the water. Yeah. And a wave like that that high you might be on the water for five minutes i mean that's yeah, you've crazy. experienced it because you were a surfer yeah it, but not that long not that no, long I'm, i've done it i've been underwater two two and a half minutes but. yeah me too i've when i was young we went to balboa bay in california my aunt lived out there my dad took me down there and they're body surfing and these waves were probably six seven mm -hmm. off a channel though and there was some undertow and of course me and my dad i'm like yeah that looks like fun dad i'm getting in and then the wave broke on me and I couldn't get, you know, you, there's all, everybody on the shore and I'm trying to get back. Like, uh, no. Yep. 
and uh, my that, dad got in. I I was worried more about him, but it held me down a good minute or two. But you know, I think you're smart enough to know, and you've heard enough, or whatever. You don't fight it too much. No, you come up and you just kind of look to where you can get out. Otherwise, if you fight it and you get exhausted. Yeah. Best I was ever told is they're like, look, you're going to be tossed around anyway. Cover your face, right? Just kind of toss around this way. Okay. And once you'll know when you can come up, right? The issue that happens, like, and again, I, I couldn't imagine being underwater that, that long, four or five plus Jeez, minutes. No right? way. Um, but the issue they say that happens a lot of time when guys end up, or guys and girls end up drowning or something like that is that they get so tossed around. They're seeing the reflection of the light, and instead of swimming up, they're actually swimming down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just run out of air. That's it. Just it just you start you inhale the water, right? Um, yeah, that's if anything else, you look, swim out. Uh, yeah. Instead of swimming in, swim yeah. out, and then swim to the the yeah. break out there and get out that way. But anyway, we lived, so I have that story. Yeah. But that's 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 wild. It's wild. Did you hear about um, hear about Mexico? No. Uh, the country of Mexico banned public smoking. How, how do you ban smoking in Mexico? I don't know. How you do. uh, they did. <laughs> really? Yep. yep. Went into effect January fifteenth. So now all the resorts and you know, like the adult only, uh, all of them. Yeah, they're all saying they're going to fight it. Um, but it's Mexico. They're like they're like before you think you're just going to. The, the article's funny. It's like. Of course, they use cigarettes as the, the item, right? They're like, before you think you're going to sneak a cigarette, uh, you're, you will be fined $500 and 36 hours in jail. Come on. And I don't want to spend two hours in Mexico. They just legalized weed, and now we're they put in jail for smoking a cigar? Well, I had to experience that up in Golden, Colorado. The guy's like, you know, I'm chomping at the bit to smoke a cigar. I'm in Golden, and I say to some guy, I said, hey, what, what's the skinny around here? And they're like, well, here's the deal. Don't be walking down Main Street, Golden, Colorado, puffing on a big cigar. Because if they see you, they will pull you over, they will fine you, and it's like $500. And I'm like, really? And I go, so how do you guys do it? He goes, we just be very inconspicuous and yeah. be smart about it. Like, you know, you're not going to go down Main Street puffing. So you got to be like a persecuted smoker, smoke behind the dumpsters or can something. Can you smoke weed down there, though? Probably. Well, of course <laughs> you can. Of course you can. It's Colorado, bro. <laughs> yeah. And even at Red Rocks, you know, when we parked, we parked out, you know, close to the trails up. And uh, but out there, the cars are all cool and whatever. So that's what I did. But no, nothing close to the Red Rocks inside. You cannot do anything. Of course, weed. Very exciting. Yeah, and it, it, it sucks because all of that does stem from. And again, I don't bash anybody that smokes cigarettes. I'm a cigar smoker. You're a hypocrite if you bash someone smoking, right? But it's because of the lack of responsibility of people that smoke, right? And cigar smokers do this too. You're, you know, say sitting out here, uh, your shop's not here, right? It's a flower store and barbershop's next door. And people are out here smoking. And instead of getting rid of the finished cigar or the butt, it lands in all that gravel, right? Yep. And it only takes so many people to complain about that before they go, okay, this is how you fix it. No. Don't do it. You know? And then that's what it is. And that's what sucks. I guarantee in a place like Golden, I've never been to Golden, but it's a nice, swanky little town, right? People are flicking cigarette butts in the middle of the road or they're bouncing them off a building, right? Or you see someone walk outside that's working in a store and they the, the cigarette thing, they drop it on the ground, they put it out and they walk away, right? Like, I, I get it. It sucks, but I get it. 
Mexico, and that's the problem too, like with that press release, I can't find any reasoning why, you know? But it's like, I look at, no, they're not in Mexico often, but anytime we've gone down, we've gone to those, uh, um, like the excellence resorts, the, you know, all-inclusive, 25 or older, you know, great places to go. They've got S.A. Habano shops. Go in there, buy some cigars, just sitting out in a, you know, I'm talking the shop may be the length of your patio right there, and then the patio you're sitting on is like this. And there's like eight, you know, cushion chairs, two tables with ashtrays. Um, and then right when you leave, they got, you know, a little faux gate around it. Right when you leave, there are four of those um, cigarette ashtray trash cans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you literally have every option to put it out responsibly before you go somewhere, you know? And all over, like anytime I was smoking a cigar, they would bring out, they bring out stinky ashtrays, the tall, yeah. tall ashtrays. Because if the wind blew, it wouldn't pick anything up and throw it, right? And it's like when you're being responsible like that, I don't. I mean, it does not. I mean, it does nothing but offer enjoyment to your customer, and it's creating revenue for the establishment, right? I mean, I will go. I would go back there. One, the entire thing was fun. It was great, great time. But to have that shop there, you know what I mean? Like we met, we met twelve different couples that we were partying with through the weekend because we were sitting there buying cigars. It was the only thing open when the hurricane came through. And like we're sitting there, we're sitting outside, you know, right in that calm before the storm. Nothing's coming. We're smoking cigars, cigars and, and we're like, we're all smoking fast. We're like, when it comes, it comes. That's what everybody kept saying to us. When it comes, it comes. They're like, sports bars open till one. All right. <laughs> so we're sitting there going, going, and they weren't, they weren't kidding. We put those cigars out, stood up. We're like, sports bar. Bam! One of the t- chairs flipped up in the air. The wind starts coming through. My hair's that way. <laughs> and we're like, sports bar. <laughs> you know, but. I don't know. I don't. That's what I would imagine it is. It's just the irresponsibility of smokers and any smoker, right? You know, it's like we have no problem. I don't think you do either with marijuana. I don't smoke it if you want to smoke it. You know what I mean? But like, if we're sitting outside, I, I even still do it. If we're the only ones outside, and I know you can smoke outside at a restaurant, we're gonna smoke, right? But if we come and sit down, and there's a couple here, a family here, and a couple here, you've heard. I'll always ask, like, you guys, you mind if I smoke a cigar? And nine times out of ten, they're like, no, it's no big deal. They're like, well, we're getting ready to pay our bill. Like, no worries, man. You guys leave. All that is fine. Right? But I also don't want to be in that same scenario and, you know, pull a bull out and light a bull. That's where I'm hypocrite. I'm like, bro, I don't want to smell that shit. No, like, I don't want it here. Yeah, stop. <clears throat> I don't want it on my patio. No. I want cigarette smoke on my patio. Yeah, and that's, and that's, you have the right to that. Because, you know. It's, it's a cigar patio. You should be smoking cigars or pipes out here, not mm-hmm. cigarettes or vaping or, you know. The thing about the other my big thing I'm getting so pissed off about everybody's back to throwing their trash anywhere. Mm-hmm. Down the highway, everywhere. There's just trash everywhere. And then I told my wife, I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of trash all the time. And there's no trash containers anywhere. And if you do find one, it's loaded. Or it's private. And they'll find you if you get caught getting into them. Well, just to throw something away, trash cans are just... yeah. That's one thing about downtown Washington. There's trash cans all over yeah. the place down here. There may be here, but in. around town, there's not a yeah, lot of them. To be one honest, one good thing about Washington is they they pick it up every Thursday. Yeah. Well, then so. you got you got you got to think about and and again, it sucks. But imagine you got trash cans up Washington Avenue. How many of those are not going to be tipped over every night? How many of those are not going to be set on fire just because someone's playing around? You know what I mean? It. I mean, it, ha- it, ha- it happens all the time. You'll go. I've seen it in. Numerous shops, right? When you're emptying your ash can, no one, everyone's got an ash can. When you empty your ash, then you empty it later, right? 
paper towels end up in there, cedar strips end up in there, plastic ends up in there. Someone's on their way out the door and dumps a lit cigar. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, who is that fuck guy? Is burnt? And you go over and you're like, oh, great. Our so now, girl, I'm sorry. Now you have to. A lot of girls too. Now you have to pour water in this thing and now you've made ash clay, right? <laughs> you know, it, it ha- it's just the, the irresponsibility of smoke. And we've all done, every one of us has done it, right? I flipped the cigar out the window, right? I've done it. But I do always try. Even like, I, I won't. I've said this about smoking when I'm driving. I smoke when I drive. But if I know, like if I know I'm going into a shop and I'm finishing a cigar, that's fine, right? I'm going into a shop, there's somewhere to put it. But if I'm gonna leave the shop and go home, I'm 15 minutes, I'm not lighting a cigar, right? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not doing it, because I'm not, odds are like I'm getting home at one o'clock in the morning or it's 20 degrees outside. I'm not going outside to start a bunch of fires just to hang out for an hour, you know? Um, but people, people will do that. You know, they just, they, they burn them up, you know, it's, and it's, again, it's the irresponsibility. That's just what it is. You can do that, you can say that with anything though. I mean, it could be, it could be laziness. Or washing your car. Well, there's that too. Yeah. I mean, but it could be washing your car. It could be, you know, uh, using a coaster. I mean, it, it could be anything, right? You know, like I, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I do it, but anytime I'm out, I use a coaster. At home, I don't use coasters. I got a lot of coasters. I don't use them. I don't know. That's but when I'm out, I do. I did. She put coasters out on all these tables out here, on all these antiques. Right. It's like, uh, people use them. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why. I, I just don't. <laughs> you know? But, well, what do we think of this rare breed? Love it. I absolutely love it. It was nice. Sorry, I was talking about that. Yeah, about <laughs> no, what I, what I like about this is this is something, stay in the bottle. Or you remember last year, maybe the year before, we were talking about a decanting whiskey? Like a whiskey you'd be perfectly fine with putting in a decanter and setting on your desk. And so you know anytime you go in the office, if you're going to have a pour, you might not remember what it is, but you know you're going to like it. This is something like that. I'd love it. It would, it would, it would just do great. You could drink this any time of day. Um, and it's 116, right? Yep. It doesn't proof like 116. I don't think so at all. Um, it could it could be the cigar, but there's not. There's I don't find any... A proof or heat coming from it. Um, definitely a char level. I mean, you can taste that. It's got that little caramel in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's unique is like we've had we've had some um, like in in the little books that we have when they're that really high proof. There's always like the 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 caramel and then it's like a honey or a mark. There's always like this very unique sweetness that seems to follow, and I, I think that's from the, the the wood being charred. I think that's what adds flavor to it but this doesn't this is just it's a drinking even keel whiskey man I, I very much enjoy it that is well. bringing that up yeah. Yeah. and this cigar we definitely gotta get some of these this yeah. this is a phenomenal cigar and Nick actually just actually the Mad Russian was talking about this um, just released a uh I'll look the name up on it, and you know, I, I love the names he uses. They're incredibly hard to say if you don't know how to pronounce them. But he just released the uh, King Tut cigar. Oh, yeah, it's a. Uh, hang on, I'm here. <laughs> uh, Foundation King Tut cigar. See here. Yeah, high clear castle. 
Oh, it's okay. It's not after King Tut. It's it is the hundredth anniversary of the discovery of the tomb of Egyptian Pharaoh King Tut. High Clear Castle Sinager. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's the logo on it. So it's King Tut's or oh, King Tut's uh, like logo. It. And then the cigar is here. I wish I could see is a that picture out? of it. It's out now. Yeah. Have you heard about the King November Tut? November of 22. Oh, but if I could, I mean, if I get the picture of it, that'd be I great. I talked to him in a couple weeks. Here we go. So this is the box. Good grief. Like the tomb. Oh, wow. That's the box. Um, and you know, Mark will have one of those. He does. He already has it. He already has it? Yeah. Oh, my and God. And then that's the cigar. It's a nice, uh, looks like a true bellicoso, really. So, oh, cool. Yeah, looks good. Real pretty presentation. Yeah. If you can get if you can get on those, let me know. Definitely want to smoke on. I know they're they're like a. I want to say like a twenty five thirty dollars cigar. They're probably allocated. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Where did Mark come through those? Crew. Crew. Do they have them down there? Or just. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're down there. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, your birthday. I just I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't buying it at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, not not doing that. But I'll smoke one of his first. Then if I like it, I'll get it. I'm not getting involved in that nonsense. But he's done great. When you think about all the allocated stuff that Foundation's done, like the David and Goliath, those little short double perfectos. Mm -hmm. kind of and that treasure right. chest, that pop-up yeah. thing. Was, so quickly yeah. also. Huh? I mean, he hasn't been in business that long, has he? 20 years? No, not 20 years. 10 years? No. Yeah, I think, yeah. 10, 12 years? I think Foundation started in like 2011. So, oh, sorry, sir. I think. Oh, yeah, not that long. But he, you know, Nick did, Nick did the, at the time that he was coming in to cigars, like he'd been involved in the industry, right? It's not like he was just walked off the street and went to Nicaragua, right? He'd been involved in the industry. Uh, total facet, I don't know. But when you hear his story, he went to Nicaragua and he spent time in the fields. Then he spent time in the seedling rooms. Then he spent time in the curing barns. Then he spent, and when I'm saying time, yeah, like he was down years, there like five years, yeah, years. Um, and then he got to the point where he was like, okay, I've got an understanding of this from seed to cigar. Then he started messing around with blends and working with blenders and doing this and doing that. You know, he didn't just do the thing where he took, you know, it was very popular in the early 2000s where company, and I get it, companies were growing. Um, it was a good way to generate income. It was like, hey, for $10,000, uh, I'll get you, I'll make you a blend, we'll label it, we'll get you X amount of boxes, you have a cigar company, right? Now, a lot of those aren't around anymore. Some of those actually became fantastic companies. Um, that kind of thing still happens today. Um, I think more companies are, they'll still do it, but you have to be invested in it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, when they were doing this in the early 2000s, I'm talking like, it's Monday, next Wednesday you had your boxes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Now, if you do it with a blender and you dive in that deep, m much of m many more of these companies want to know your investment, right? Like, why aren't you here? You know what I mean? Like, why? If you want me to do this for you, why are you not here? Right? 
you know, so they'll they'll get you involved in those 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 facets. But he did that. He did the true like pick his life up and move to Nicaragua. Just moved, and then ob- obviously had a shop or a family that. And I don't I don't know that. I'm not gonna um, look it up or dig into that. But that's cool. I've never ridden that. You know that. Four times a day it comes through here. I know. From here to Herman, right? Yep. Here yeah. to Herman. It goes all the way to Kansas City. Does it really? Yeah. Well, you can get picked up like... You can get picked up in Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Come out here for the day. You can go to Herman for the day. That's wild. And then come back really? to KC. Yeah. They cut, they you get a lot of people in here. Eight in the morning, something like that. And they bring you up here. And you got to be back on the train 4.30 or 5, something like that. They bring you back. So how long does it take on that train to get to Kansas City? Uh, I can't four imagine. Four hours. Four hours? It's the same drive. It's the same drive. I don't think it's four hours to Herman. Mm. I said Kansas City. Oh, oh Kansas no, it's City. longer than four hours. Oh, no, it's it's 45 minutes I think minutes it's like seven, eight hours No, I know it's, it's like 45 minutes to Herman. Yeah. I know that, yeah. I know that because we were, we were up here, and we, we were driving to Herman that morning. Um, and I don't know if this was coming back or leaving the first time, but we had brunch down here at the landing. Um, and then we went from there uh, to Herman, and we saw some of the people we were at brunch with that got off that in Herman. You know what I mean? They're not with, but they were in, they were getting on the train. They were all talking about it. That's yeah. why I'm open so late at night because people get off the train at five o'clock. There's nothing open down here. Right. So I'm open till seven. Hell yeah, dude. So that's cool. And get on a train, sit in the bar car. Is there a bar car in that train? Yes. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And some of them they've got that double uh, double decker where you get up in the viewing um, would be awesome. I'd love to take a great train ride. Yeah, and there's a cool. boat actually that comes up to St. Louis, um, where you can take a boat down to New Orleans, which would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. it's the old river boat. It route? is expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. It's more than taking a cruise. Probably eighteen hundred, maybe. Whoa. We looked at it a couple years. Well, isn't it? Isn't that like a seven day thing though? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's your a river cruise. Yeah. Okay. When we were when we were in Louisville, when we were at. Uh, La Brigade de Cubana. I hope that I can say that. That's that Cuban restaurant with the Mimi cigar lounge upstairs. I'm not even going to attempt that. Um, leave you away. I was talking to a couple that was sitting down. That's when I figured out that I did it wrong, like the way they normally do that. Like, we got, our reservation was at 8. I got there at 4.30. We were going to smoke and drink until dinner. There were people coming out at early dinner to sit up there until 9. I was like, oh, I see what you did there. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do it better next time. <laughs> um... But they were talking about that. There, somebody they knew had done. It's like there's a bourbon enthused one that does that. Cheers, Cheers guys. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So you guys know we've switched over to the rare breed, barrel proof. Both of them barrel proof, and this is their rye, which just recently came out. I think it's been out about two months, and it's at 112. Oh, that's the favorite right there. I yeah. love that. I love that. Little spice, little candy. A little cold out, so it's getting thicker, you know, like the density yep. on it's getting thicker. Love that. Um, but he was talking about they do some of those cruises from Louisville to St. Louis, and it's the old barrel route. That, like, when uh, Jack Daniels Barreling was up here, remember that? Or the bottling facility? Or yeah. The rich, well, I don't remember what that, do you remember what that is? Here in Washington? No, not in Washington, in St. Louis. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. Jack Daniels or somebody used to have a bottling facility down there, and everything was bottled here in St. Louis. I know Lux Road. Lux Road. Uh, dead. 
bottling here in St. Louis. Okay, maybe I, I didn't. It's not Jack Daniels. I thought Lavar was telling us, or Lamar was telling us during Uncle Nearest that that's, I don't know. But they, they say they have one of these cruises that the entire thing is bourbon themed. So each night is a dinner and then, you know, different, uh, some, not breweries, sorry, distilleries will sponsor it. You know, but he's like, it's, you know, $2,000 to ride up the river, you know, and I guess they, obviously they can only be done at certain times of year because, you know, the river's got to be high enough. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I was up here when they blew that bridge. We did come up and watch that. That was fun. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm ready for another cigar. Yeah. What are you jumping over to? I don't know. Definitely going to get me some of those before we leave. Uh, what do you think? Why don't you pick our next cigar? Will you do that? Yeah, maybe. Shop choice. Uh, shop choice. Shop choice. We're going to have Mr. Seaming here. Am I saying your last name right? Yes. Seaming? Okay. Oh, All right. Bill Seaming, the owner of Bootlegger Cigars and Apothecary, the best real creator on Instagram, I'll tell you that. <laughs> They're great, dude. I love the I love like the, the vintage antique y kind of feel well, of the videos. Fun. I They're mean, fun. We've got this twenties vibe going on in our mm -hmm. shop, so you know. No Greek prohibition. And guys, we'll know. take um we'll take some videos. We'll get some pictures of product and stuff like that, and then we'll do the humidor tour for you so you guys can see all that, what's up here. Um but yeah, so he'll pick our next cigar. Cool. You cool with that? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with this foundation, man. This is a hell of a cigar. Yeah. Hell of a cigar. And it's 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 cool sitting out here and, and watching the uh, just seeing the river. You know what I mean? Have you ever been to this the, the train station down here? Yes. Yeah? Okay. And then um, me and Janine, and I have done it by myself many times, uh, but you pop over the river, of course, then there's dots out of the right, but if you go left up to Martha'sville? Martha'sville. That, there's uh, a little restaurant the bar. Winery. Oh, the, oh, that? I've never been there. Yeah, it's cool. One of my favorite wineries I've ever been to is right up here in Martha'sville. Um, Cedar Creek or Lake Creek Winery. I think it's Lake Creek. You head up here, right up into Martha'sville, and you turn right, go up this gravel road, you come up to the top. Uh, they've built onto it now, but there's a house with a huge patio built off of it, and you look out over the, the trees and oh. down. Uh, that's where I got that the Pinot Noir. It's got the monkey on the bottle. Huh. A copper monkey? I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, we will. No, we're out there to that little restaurant. I love that little we place. We are definitely going out there to that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, actually, me and Janine were talking about it yesterday. We were thinking about it, and I was like, well, eh. Um, it, it was overcast and cloudy yesterday, so we didn't attempt that, but. God, today's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's been it's been perfect. No real wind, which is great. And then sitting under these heaters is always. I'm gonna go into the boys and be right back. Yeah, right on. Um, if any of you guys are big foundation smokers, kind of let us know. This is um, I've been very very pleased with this, and this is the Maduro of the Wise Man. So it's the red label, um, and then the blue label in there. I was talking to Bill. I think if you heard. Uh, Patreon, sorry I started the video late. I didn't even realize we were sitting over there talking and realized I never hit go on the recording, so I do apologize for that. Um, but uh, 
it's a phenomenal cigar and kind of a soft box press. I'm going to read up on this when we get done today because I want to know if the soft box press is actually the, the size focus or if it did happen to be a little bit of a uh, um, kind of tightness in the box when the cigars are placed in there. And that's something fun to look at if you guys ever want to browse around um, to see in your cigars. Look at a box you have um, or look at a box in a shop and you'll notice some of them get pressed differently. That's kind of what J.C. Newman did when they re-released the Yagua, Y-A-G-U-A, is that, <coughs> excuse me, the pressing on the cigar is what they've kind of called her natural pressing. So you'll see that when you get into that box, the, the cigars are rolled, then they're labeled, and they get wrapped into this bamboo. I think it's bamboo. It may be a thicker cut cedar sleeve that goes around all of it and stuck into a crate. So when you pull the cigars out, one may have a triangle press to it, one may have an oval press to it, one may be more squared because it was in the corner. It's a very unique way of bundling up a cigar. And it's cool because it's not necessarily does the cigar change in any rapid way being handled that way, but it is unique to feel the cigar um, differently in your hand as you're smoking it, you know? as you move through the different uh, sizes and things like that in the cigar itself, uh, which which is fun. So, all right, let's see what Billy's working with. So, this is one of my biggest sellers here. It's the Dragon Midnight Oil. It's a Deadwood Tobacco cigar. It's a, it's a flavored cigar. Okay. Teas and dried fruits. Okay. It's just, it's a really good cigar. I found these when I was in South Dakota in July. So by flavor, is it incredibly infused? No, it's not real infused. It's light, but it's a, it's just a good cigar. It's a okay. light. It'll go good with some, uh, the Pilar Rum, the Blonde. Well, maybe we'll do that next too. Well, let's do that next too. Okay. Let's do it. We've never, there's never been an infused cigar on the show. Um, if this is one of your biggest bangers, let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah. This I got to tell you, though, you know. I sell a lot of these. Aesthetically. Okay, look at that. I'm just I'm just saying. Chasing the midnight oil. That is, I mean, that is well played. Well played. And this is, let's clarify this. This is Deadwood Tobacco, the shop is, in South Dakota. This is not a Drew Estate this cigar. Is not, this is not. Deadwood yes, Tobacco yes. cigar. But that is really, is that a sticker? It's a. No, I was like, oh, oh. Something I printed uh, to go with it. Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. So, um, I do know uh, this. I'm sure. I think I told you this. I think I was talking to you about it. Christian Uroa makes all these, mm -hmm. right? These cigars have done so well. Uh, Christian Uroa, you guys know that for Asylum, uh, the Uroa series stuff. CLE is probably the number one that you'd pick up on that. This cigar has done so well that this year, this goes national production with sales managers for CLE. So now, like your rep would be Michelle, you'll go, you can go straight through her to now yep. order this product. And they have pipe tobacco also, which I'm trying to get. Well, that that's all that's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna do a pipe here too because you carry the pipes. I'm, so, I'm gonna do some pipe yep. stuff with you. But um, for what was a house cigar? Think about it. These were blended for the shop for the house to do so well in the market that now it's becoming main portfolio. Yeah. For, you know, if you talk on Durant Tobacco, it's probably one of the largest, maybe next to Camacho. 
you know? Um, Since I've been open, I've sold nine boxes of these. Of these? Of these. Oh, not all the, just total. The Auntie, the Midnight Oil. Well, that's cool. There's no wrapper seasoning. No. So when you you light it up, it's going to smell like you're smoking a pipe. People around you are going to think you're smoking a pipe. Oh, we'll definitely do these next. Oh, yeah. You going to enjoy with us? Yes. Awesome. Pauly? Perfect. That'd be dope. Do you think it's solid with the rum? I think so. Let's do the rum. We'll get that in after the right. Yeah. Let's do that after the right. The, uh, I think the blonde would be better with it. Okay. I think the dark would be too dark on it. But the blonde, you'll get butterscotch out of it. I think it would bring the flavors. If not, uh, the sweet cream stout that you had earlier goes well with it also. Let's do, let's do, we haven't, we haven't done rum in a very long time. Let's do, let's do a rum. Yep. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think the wife's here. I saw her walk up. Sorry to watch by you guys. <laughs> she likes wild turkey. I let her know. <laughs> She's working right now, so I don't think she... Give her a piece of gum. <laughs> well, this will be fun. So, And I'll tell you guys right now, like smelling the cigar, uh, I wouldn't... I know he called it an infusion, but I don't think I necessarily go there because there's no... I mean, this, this this smells of cedar. It's in a very cedar-rich box, but this isn't... Okay. There's a very subtle amount on the wrapper. All right, so we'll see. We'll see what happens when we light into this. We shall see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get into that. That's, that's going to be interesting. Um... You know, I've said this before as a tobacconist, I think that if you're going to sell tobacco, much like um, if, you know, some of the most experienced bartenders are, are not necessarily, I'm not even gonna say it that way. Most experienced bartenders are not alcoholics. Most bartenders are not alcoholics, but they have tried, uh, they've played with. Um, it's always fascinating when you see someone in, on the spirit side of the industry that can look at something and then they immediately have this array of ideas that they can do with it to create a cocktail or a sensory experience, um, which is, is, is fantastic. We've, we've got a, a couple of those at the shop at Lit. I know some of the shops around the area have quite a few of them. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about if you've gone into a restaurant and you've, you've talked to someone and you ask for uh, a Manhattan or an old fashioned and you know normally you're looking for a bourbon or a whiskey to make it with and they go well how about I do it with a tequila or I do it with a rum and they do the flair and, and the, the passion and they blow it up and they get into it right that's because they've studied they've studied that that's why they're comfortable in selling that to you and letting you know what that is um, the same way in, in, in tobacco you know look, I'm not I'm not an acid smoker I'm not a Capone smoker I'm not a CAO flavor smoker I don't I don't smoke Drew Estate's Deadwood. I don't really smoke anything that is infused. But if it does come in, if I know that I'm going to be retailing it or I'm going to be helping a customer with it, uh, you do have to smoke it once. So at least you have a base of what you're talking about with the tobacco so somebody can understand and run with you in that tobacco. You know, um, Not everybody's going to like the same thing. But it's amazing what you don't like that may be the favorite of somebody else. It's what it's what creates the uniqueness. It's what creates the fun about it. 
So, alright, Bill's back, Cowboy's back. Hello, Mama. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Hi, baby. It's a little chilly out here, so, guys. Alright, Heidi, uh, this is the cigar we're going to do next. Yeah. Uh, Bill, why don't you re-explain that so I don't so this is the, keep talking So this is the Chasing the Dragon. It's a Deadwood Tobacco Cigar. It's a Midnight Oil. It's a... It's one of my biggest sellers. I've sold nine boxes total of these Chasing Holy Dragons back. since I've been open. So... It is infused. So it's the first infusion we've ever done. We're going to start it with the Rare Breed Rye. And then he picked a rum that he think, the, thinks... The think. Pilar Blonde. Thanks. No, she's sturdy. We're good. Yeah. Pilar Blonde. Set that so there. We're the only place in a 50-mile radius that has all three of the Pilars. Which is nice, so... I have a bottle of Pilar that's in a... Leather... The, the Legacy... It's in the um, the old porthole case. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's actually in a birthday bourbon bottle. That's what, that's what the bottle looks like. And it's Pilar. 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 I'll send you a picture of it. Like, it's, you know, we like Key West just as much as you do. Yes. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Hemingway's Rome. Hemingway's yep. and Rodriguez cigars. Did you, um? so you're, you're rum drinkers, which is cool. Um, you remember that bad bitch rum I gave you, right? So do you remember where too much the where the uh, um oh what the hell is the name of that bar the Rum Pirate used to be haven't been there okay so the Rum Pirate was right across from Alonzo's uh, so you have Alonzo's and then AB's upstairs okay right and then the Marina's right there Jimmy Buffett Studios right here mm -hmm. and then the Key Lime Key Lime Pie Shops here mm -hmm. and then so you know where all the bike parking is mm -hmm. and then there's that stoplight and there's now it's an empty building yep. something was still being built in it. That used to be the Rum Pirate, right? Which was an awesome bar. Some of the coolest bourbon-infused burgers you'd ever have. Bourbon-infused burger? Rum, sorry, rum-infused burgers. Yeah, so all their sauces were made with uh, Poly Girl Rum, which is the oh. oldest rum distillery in Florida. What? It's catty-cornered off of that building. Now, the thing that's cool about it is there's no signage outside. It's still very, very speakeasy kind of oh, prohibition built. But the door's always open. You walk in, they do a little rum tour, and uh, they've got bad bitch rum in there. And it's a dark rum. Uh, it's a five, five-year rum. And it's named after Molly something. She was an illicit rum distiller in the Keys yeah. in the 1700s. I remember right? hearing about her in one so, of the stories. And they named everything. All the rums are named after her, but they're their highest proof, their biggest one's called bad bitch rum. Mm -hmm. We'll and it's, it's Is that over by Conk Republic? Yeah, right yeah, there. So, right there. So I'm sorry, Conk Republic faces out, Alonzo's yeah. is on the inside, yeah. and AB is above Alonzo's? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right there, yeah. yeah. So right that's where I'm talking, line. Kermit's Key Lime Pie yep. is right there. Mm -hmm. All the bike parking is here, yep. and then you can kind of go back over by the brewery if you mm -hmm. go past Jimmy Buffett Studio. Mm -hmm. At that stoplight is... Uh, was it Gabriella I Street, I think, is right there. The pier house is at the end over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah right yeah, there, yeah. right in that corner. Uh -huh. That's what used to be the Rum Pirate. And then if you're if you're standing at the front door of the Rum Pirate, look to your left. Yeah. And by your your ten o'clock, yeah. you'll see this building. It's got the palm trees, got the wood base around it. It looks closed. It's always open. Okay. The idea okay. is it's still pretending as an illicit rum distillery. 
they do tours. It's like it's like thirty bucks a person. I love it. We'll you get there in August. you get little tasting bottles, and then you can buy as much as you want when you're in there. Nice. Yeah. We last time we were down there, which I believe was yeah. We went, we stayed at Lottie Da. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but there's it's Lottie Da. Yep. And then if you walk down like three houses, they've got like a hundred bottles of rum. It's it's all rum store. For, well, I mean, they still have Tito's and all that stuff, you know, but, um, and that's where I went the last time I was down there. And I've gone to that place a couple of times now, but I bought a bamboo. Rum. Have you guys ever had bamboo? No. no. Bamboo um, has the old Spanish cross on it, the okay. gold cross. Oh. Yeah. I never had it. He he took it to the to his farm. Shit, man, we got to touch on some of these more often. That was probably three fucking years ago. Yeah, and it's yeah. when you open it up and you taste it, it's you get a big banana note out of it, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. So I liked it. And they didn't have any other bamboo out at that point. And what I was doing is I like making pina coladas. So I'd make my pina coladas with a, um, just a basically white rum, probably more, um, oh, um, Morgan's or whatever. But anyway, I would use that banana bamboo rum as a topper. So I would top it, make a moat, and I would top it with that banana. Oh, the girls really loved that. But now they got a sipping bamboo, which is a little higher proof and really nice. I gotta go back to the to the job. All right, Mom. All right. Okay, nice guys. Nice to see you guys. Yes, you ma'am. Thanks for coming out. And of doing course, that. you guys keep doing this. We're not going anywhere. Oh, we are having fun with it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll plan our Key West trips here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going in August. Well. Yep, here we go. I do believe I have some points. <laughs> leaving uh, July 31st and coming back August 7th. Nice. Uh, we're going, we're actually, we're going down uh, Thanksgiving this year. Okay. Yeah, we did the uh, illuminated kayaking tour at night. Nice. Our, for, our first night there, down there in December. Well, so so you know that we're trying to hit all the national parks across the country, right? You know that Tortuga is a national park? Mm-hmm. Tortuga? Tortuga. Yeah. Tortuga. Dry Tortugas? Yeah. Dry Tortugas. Did they shut down? Yeah. Well, it's open now. Okay. It's open now. Well, they shut it down because of the yeah. Cuban migrants that, that came over and crashed their boats there. Yeah. Um, I think they actually have a passport or a book that you can get. And uh, and do all the yeah. national parks. So, what do you think? Well, I'm not used to having such a sweet infused infused cigar. It's different. Let's uh, let's finish off on this ride. Yeah. Let's kind of talk. I, I'm t- between the two. If I'm picking to have, I'm going the ride. I'm taking yeah. the ride. Yeah. Also. Like I'm the also ride. not upset if you drop that rare breed off at the house, but you know, I'm going the ride for sure. And this is new, right? You did say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this bottle, 35, 40 bucks. Yep. Right. 
I think I saw it at the Deerbergs. And I was You're confused. right. I walked by and I was like, huh. And then I kept going. And then we talked about it two weeks ago? Earlier than that, yeah. I think. No, it had to be two weeks ago because we were doing the Jack. By the way, have you had Jack Daniels bonded yet? I'm not a big Jack Daniels fan. We neither are we. I'm telling you. Normally, when Whiskey Advocate puts something at number one, you can almost just rub it off like a good night's dream, mm-hmm. right? But there have been two that I've never... McKenna Tenure, right? And then this Monded. We had it on the podcast. I'm going to say the same thing I said. Remember when we had that Maker's Mark 101? Yep. I'm just going to talk to Maker's. I'm going to talk to Jack Daniels real quick. Quit doing the other shit you're doing and just make your product a Bonded and make Maker's Mark the 101. Because... Either one of those flagship whiskeys, I, I, I can't. I, I just, I just can't. Uh, the re- actually, the reason I stayed away from bourbon so long is the first bourbon I ever had. Somebody told me it was amazing. Was Maker's Mark, right? I was a Scotch guy. I, I think we've talked about that before. I was a big Scotch guy. You go from drinking, you know, eighty-six to ninety proof, very floral, fruity Scotch to cowboy piss. It's going to upset you, and you don't want to have any more, right? It was five years later that I finally started drinking bourbon again. That's because of a simple bottle sitting on a wall, and I met this man, and we started drinking bourbon, right? Um, but that Jack Daniels bonded is phenomenal. I had it again last night. Okay. Every time you drink it, it just gets more and more tasty. It is. It is. It's a phenomenal whiskey. I, I like it very much, very much. I'll bring. I'll bring the bottle up. You'll okay. definitely have some. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's had, phenomenal. I've- not a big sour mash guy, but I've got the Nelson's Green Briar, which I enjoy. We've had it. I like Dude, that. that. So I actually had never had that until you and I were doing a podcast. At I was taken. We were at Lit. Nope. When we talked about it, we were at Lit. We didn't have it on the podcast. I thought the first time we had it was at St. Albans. That guy brought it in. It was yeah, no, but he brought those special Green Briar releases. The um, Bobby 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 Bones. But he had those. Dude. I yeah. thought he had those. And we I tried. never I had. Like, wow, I never had bad. Green Briar, like just a flagship I, Green Briar. I don't care for that. Oh, okay, well then that's where we were talking about. Then we were at St. Albans, and and then the uh, what Nelson it was Brothers? Nelson Brothers. Somebody that might be what it is. Is it Nelson Brothers? But what it was is that we were smoking the Wabash, the Cannonball that you had got from Crownheads in Nashville. The design on that is based on the Green Briar design made out of Nashville, Tennessee. So we did that podcast. I had gone out, well, Henny, we were doing dinner, and we went to a, a place that's now closed. I'll tell you never to go to it, but you don't have to. Don't worry about it. It's now closed. And um, that bottle right there. That right there. That. Are you empty? No, no, no. I have a little yeah, spit of that. I've had that. I, I don't try to really. Again. Right now. Okay. Right now. Right now. So put it on our time. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, went to this went to this restaurant, sat down, had a you know little bit of food, and I'm looking up and I'm looking at the whiskey. I'm like, well, this is going to be a wine night because you know Jack Daniels and you know whatever, not doing it. And uh, I saw that green bar and I was like, oh, dude, we were just talking about that today. And I drank it and I was like, you know what? Again, it's. I, I think I've found out over the past couple of years, and we've talked about this. Now, 
we were lucky enough to sit down with Lavar from Uncle Nearest and kind of run through all the Uncle Nearest and get the history on yeah. that. Nope, not no. your thing. Okay. No, and it, but there's they came out with this other one. I thought it was called Nelson Bros. I thought I saw Bobby it. Nelson. Yes, that's the golfer. Yes, that's what it is. Those are the ones that I do like. Yes, those, and then this we one tried, I don't care We for. tried the single barrel rye that St. Albans got. It was a single barrel project for them through the golf association or whatever. Um, but I had that, and I was like, and again, I, this is what I'm getting at. Is I, I think I found out that Tennessee whiskey, I'm just not a fan of Tennessee whiskey. I, I don't like the sour mash thing. I, I don't like the way the, the whiskey presents, right? The noses are always phenomenal. Like, I, I poured Jack Daniels the other day and just nosed it. I was like, okay, I, I get it. Put it into Glencairn, give it the old swirl, nose it up. You get all the caramel. You get all the honeys that come through. You get the sweetness that comes through there. Everybody talks about Jack Daniels, right? Um, but then you drink it. And it's it's not that I'm not playing because I don't. And I'll be 100 percent clear. I'm not exactly sure what sour mash means. I don't I don't know the actual you know product plan of what sour mash is. But I'm not a fan of it out of Tennessee. But the reason I say that is Michter's does a sour mash, and it's phenomenal. It, it's just downright fantastic. You know, I mean, I thought she was going to back into that Yukon. I totally did. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was going to smack the shit out of that thing. But out of, <clears throat> out of Tennessee, I, I think we've agreed that we love Uncle Nearest product. Uh, Uncle Nearest Fantastic. Is, look, Coy Hill was amazing from Jack Daniels. That bonded, that bonded's on my bar now. Uh, there has not been a bottle of Jack Daniels in my home in 15 years. <laughs> There's one now. That bonded is amazing. It's and still the bottle is. I got a I got a liter bottle. Uh, it was forty one dollars. Okay. Right. So your seven fifty is still right around. I would I would be willing to bet it's right at twenty twenty six thirty maybe. And you know what's a bottle of Jack Daniels cost? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't. Right? Uh, I we'll imagine 20-something. 20 20 for that, for five more dollars, you get this 100-proof bottle and bond that is phenomenal. It, it's just phenomenal. The right? last bottle of Jack Daniels I had was the small batch that I got from Sam's. See, I've never had any of Ten years ago. I've got this. I've got a Jack da- a bottle of Jack Daniels, the Skiller, uh, Master Distiller's Cut or whatever. And um, I haven't touched it in a long friggin' time. Um, uh, it'd be interesting to go back and do that. But it doesn't smell like it's sweetened. Woo! Yeah, you get a lot of sweetness right off the cap, and then it starts getting good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the first infused so cigar. So I bought the. When this is the first infused cigar on the show. So okay. you know, you're you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Deadwood thanks you. Beards, thanks you. <laughs> but as far as Tennessee whiskey goes, I know Dickel. I've got some Dickel. I've got the 13 bottle and bond, I think it is. Oh, there it is. It's not bad. And then he did a bourbon, a Dickel bourbon. Little better. I bought, remember I got that bottle in uh, uh, Table Rock. It's got the little chain that hangs on it. And what are we talking? Are you talking Dickel? Dickel? Yeah. yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, and I remember you were like, Ugh. and we poured it, and we were like, eh. and then we ended up finishing it two years later, and it was, yeah, <laughs> right on. <laughs> it gets some stuff just gets better, but the hundred proof and some of their 
master distiller, hundred proof and above. What was it? Eighteen. What was the one we wanted? We never could get it. Dickle did? No, Uncle Nearest. Oh, it's you. Somebody brought it. Well, to you. we know. Well, Valentary for my birthday two years ago got me that bottle, the Distillers Edition. That's just on at the uh, at the distillery. But then they released. Well, actually, they just put their rye out. Their rye is money, dude. That's your new Manhattan. I'm telling you right. Well, now. that new distill that distillers hundred hundred plus hundred plus. It was like one of those. I drank six. the whole bottle. Yeah. At, at Stanley's had it. And no one was yeah. drinking it. I'm like, you guys are. Crazy. But they do. But they do a single barrel. It's eighteen ninety something. I think. Well, that's what we were wanting when we were with. We were trying to get out of Lavar's yeah. trunk. He's like, I got one in the trunk. I'm like, so why is it not sitting here? Like, what, what are you talking? Your car's right at there. At Montres. He He's like, well, I'm like. All you gotta do is get up and walk out that door. You'll be back in two minutes, bro. It's all good. It's fine. We got time. Don't worry about it. We got 35 minutes left. We're good to go. Go get it. Oh, well. But what other Stanley Tennessee do we like, though? I, the Nelson brother that we had, I, well, I could Bell do Mead. that. Bell Mead. Bell Mead. Bell Mead. I didn't but, like Bell Mead. Dude. Well, okay. You're I have a crazy. Bottle, you're I have wrong. a bottle that's sitting you're in wrong. my house. You're wrong. I'm, I got an wrong. aging bullet nope. sitting in it because I didn't you're like it that nope. much. You're wrong. I was going to tell you you're wrong. I mean, well, no. when I was you're down there no. at Greenbrook. Sir, it was, you are I wrong. I searched all over for it, and it wasn't... <laughs> it's so, like rabbit hole. The pro, oh, well, fuck rabbit hole. Rabbit hole rabbit is fall apart. Rabbit hole Don't it's care. Just, the thing with Bellmead. So, we didn't like Bellmead flagship. They did a sherry finish. Which was good. Okay. But then at the distillery, he got a barrel strength sherry finish. I want to say 125. Pounds. Yeah. That money. Now you can only buy Bell Mead at the distillery because of the old plantation, racial plantation name. Picture on the front. Bell Mead was a big historically slave owned plantation, right? They don't sell it anymore. Now, what you pull through is the Greenbrier finishes. Okay? okay. And yes, it's Nelson's. It says right there on the bottle. Nelson's. So, now you can buy Bellmead at the distillery, but what you get now, Greenbrier is now doing the same finishes that you can buy in stores or you can have allocated here to, to, to your barn or serve customers, right? That you can do that now. All right, so we need to pour the pillar. And Bill, would you mind kind of telling us uh, if you wouldn't mind going over again? Hodges inside, talk about this cigar a little bit. So this cigar, and is before I'm going to tell you right now, I hate the fact that I can taste the sweetness on this, but we're going to get into it. Yeah. With rums, it's either on or it's totally off. Everybody was like, oh, plantation rum is so good. Plantation, plantation, plantation. Yeah, but you've had my plantation. Like everything. The, the There's a specific, there, how many different ones? Eight different bottles of plantation, and then, oh, that oh, one's not six. bad. Okay. All right, uh, Craft and Pure listeners. We are smoking a few cigar on the podcast, and I'm pretty sure three years ago I said we would ever do this, but we're doing it. So I'm a hypocrite. I get it. But I'll tell you right away. You know, we never talk about first draw because normally it's bullshit. The amount of smoke and the spice from the cigar meets that sweetness. I'm, I don't know, but it's it's immediate, which is cool. This is a, out of all the infused cigars I've had, because I've had to, I talked about that when you guys were inside, 
this has the strength to meet the sweetness immediately. Yeah, but oh, let me just good. say, because I'm already an inch and a half in, <clears throat> I wouldn't pair this with rum right off the bat because that cap, you get so much sweetness right off the beginning, but then that sweetness starts fading, and now you're getting into, you know, you're starting to get into the, the fat of it, and it starts dissipating a little bit, and, and it's not bad. Give me some time. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah. you're I'm, not, fine. I'm not mad at it. It's, no. It's, it's a total uh, sweet. Oh, this is a palate fuck. Let's treat just, let's right just, off. Yeah, the, let's, let's just do that. This is a. Uh, and even with the rye. Actually, this is this is really fun because, like I said, you, you, you guys heard me on here. I'm not gonna put myself entirely, but I I have to smoke infused cigars when I come in because I feel like if you haven't smoked it, you try and sell it to somebody, you're just yep. you're lying, right? So, but. I'm not, big on, I'm not big on the flavored or the yeah, infused cigars. This and the Debacas are the only cigars I smoke that are flavored or infused. I'm not a big fan of the other. Infused cigars, I'm not big on Candela. I don't care for well, Candela. What, I, what, I, what I'm finding incredibly unique is I'm not going to, and I might, I want to lick this. <laughs> Because I don't think th what's unique about well, this that's not like that's unique right there. infused cigars is that the sweetness is just at the cap. Yeah, the the tobaccos are not sweet. No, there's a there's a fun like the tongue tingling spice on the cigar. Well, that's what I'm saying. Once you unique. get another inch or so in, it starts changing a lot. The sweetness dissipates off the cap, and now you're getting good flavored cigar now. interesting I'm, oh this is fucking the smoke is great I just don't want to lick my lips that's the problem but it's not I wouldn't this is not an infused cigar this is a sweet cap cigar it's not infused because there's nothing happening in the tobacco right the tobacco comes through I get I get this resonating spice that's really cool that plays around like midnight oil right we'll play with that kind of oily spice but then you lick your lips, and it's it's not sugar. It's not it's not acid kind of play. It's not sugar. It's it's, it's crisper. It's it's more it's more of a fruited sweetness than it is uh, like a sugar candy sweetness. I think it's more rock candy. Yeah, They're just rock candy, right? So when I found these, I was in Deadwood, and I went, went in, and I was like. We're sitting there smoking, me and my son are smoking a cigar, and I had this one, and I was like, yeah, I need these in my shop. This was in July, we hadn't opened yet. I was like, I need these, and they gave me the number, and I called, and two months later, they were here. All right, well, let's so, cheers this rum, and let's uh, let's do a, a, a proper tasting here. So what I want you to do is take a sip of the rum, hold your tongue to the roof of your mouth, count to three, draw the scar, let it go, breathe out through your nose. That's how you do fun pairing stuff. So I can see why you say it pairs. 
whatever that sweet tone, overtone in that rum. Yes. I can't put a flavor. I want to say banana, but it's not a banana. I get butterscotch out of the rum. Okay, well, that's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. That or muted pineapple. Either one. But here, here's where I can say where your your pairing is solid. If you're enjoying that sweet cap, right? That insinuates the taste of that. It just keeps it going. It, it kind of puts a continuance on it. The thing that's killing me is is smoking it. The cigar is good. I just I don't. I don't want. Yeah, that. that well, you got to get. I don't through want it. that. That's what I'm saying. It does rub off. It is, it is going away. It's not it's going. A cigar, though. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's a fast smoker. Now maybe I'm a little more of a fast smoker. No, you're both. You're both cooking. Look, you're both here are still there. I mean, I started 15 minutes after you. Yeah. Yeah, it's still going. Like I, we always talk about this. Like sometimes I'm a one puffer, but sometimes I'm a two puffer. I like to build it up and get a good smoke, leave it in my mouth, and that, and then maybe do a retrohale, but. When you get into the meat of this, it's not bad. Dude, this is, it, it's a good cigar. You're not kidding, the sweetness starts to go away. Now what's in this? I mean, what are we smoking as far as it's on, it's, I know it's I know it's Honduran, that's what I can tell you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Christian Uroa does this whole blend. Um, I, I, I would assume, I mean, it's all long filler, you can definitely see that, I mean, it's, Put your ash in front of that camera, bro. There you go. Yeah, and you just drop yours. Bro. Yeah, it's all um, light. It's all it's all long filler, incredibly rich uh, sulfur, and the tobacco. Um, that's that's all I can say without looking it up. But it's a it's a burner, man. It's it's good. And what's cool is like it's burning rather quickly. And and like I said, none of us are pulling any. We're not trying to rush through it. You know, it's. You're enjoying the cigar, but I like how the sweetness is falling off at yep. the end. It's almost like the moisture from from it sitting in your mouth is pulling your, you know, it's kind of, uh, <laughs> it doesn't taste this way, but you know, have you ever seen those uh, sour apple lollipops with the caramel in the middle? Mm -hmm. You get away from the sour apple, then you get the richness of the caramel. I think I've moved my lip placement up a little bit. <laughs> Why? You know, well, I'm trying to move my lip a little past the cap. <laughs> Because you know what I'm saying, you're getting you're sticking it further in your mouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah, hang on, smoke it like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, our link to our OnlyFans is listed below. Yeah, I just all right. The way you smoke these is past the cap, past your cap, put it in there another half. So bed. first of all, you have to deep throat the cigar, then you light it, and you won't taste any of the sweetness until you finish. Okay, take. Oh, that sounds right away. Take the label off because you're gonna be. Deep throat, this motherfucker. Mmm. <laughs> and then with that music, man, I just can't get over the music. I fucking love it. Oh, it's fantastic. That's, it's a good cigar. It really is. 
it's just you know my my thing this has always been my thing with when you're do, when you're using long filler you're actually rolling a cigar look i understand the the short fills are like swisher sweets and you want to do something sweet and you want to want to smoke something i understand that right if that's your palate for cigar but a lot of these infused or flavored cigars now they're using aged tobacco like they're using good tobacco and what i don't like is the sweetness is always so overpowering like trying to taste the tobacco here there's so much sweetness on your lips that when you retro the cigar you're still tasting the sugar so you you don't get to like you don't get to taste the tobacco that's 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 my one argument with infused cigars i told you the proper technique yeah Once you're right you do yes, that right, we're sorry. all good excuse me <laughs> janine uh I can't, I want to say it was back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, not professional. You know, the problem is you pull it out, it's still sweet. <laughs> back in the 90s, Janine was working for Anheuser. I'm so glad this happened. And we, uh, it's amazing. She was in charge of the Cinco de Mayo program on the West Coast, so we were staying in LA. She got this big night on uh, Broadway there, and we were going to Johnny Depp's place because I was like, and the sad fucking thing of it was is uh, River uh, died, I guess, at Johnny Depp's place, overdosed, mm -hmm. giant, uh, maybe two weeks before I was there. Anyway, long story short, Johnny Depp's was the end of the night. I, I was it. pretty it's, liquored up. I get it. So I'm going for a it's cigar. Light. It's not like it's not a dark room, so it's, you get that. Go so I'm going for a cigar, and the only thing I could find on Broadway was acid. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, but so, I know you haven't dove into acid a lot, but the Acid 20th, that silver wrap cigar, that cigar treats like this. It's much fuller, it's much bigger Shit, body. We're talking 20 years but, ago now. Well, yeah, this, I'm talking five years ago, yeah. this cigar came out. But, what happens with that cigar, it's a box press cigar. After about the first 20 minutes of smoking, you've worked off the sweetness, it's gone. And you're basically the way what it tastes like is it's like a sweetened uh, liga is really what it tastes like. All the strength is there. It's, it's a it's a big cigar. It really is. All the strength is there, and you start to get that stalk cut kind of spicy like yeah. There's a lot of vegetative vegetative taste to it, and the sweetness is gone. It's actually a very good cigar. That and the plush. I, I very much enjoy the plush, the purple infusion. Mm -hmm. um, because that sugar is like a lot of the Deadwood stuff in the, the, the Drew Estate side. Those are long-filled Lajero cigars. There's Lajero in those cigars. They're stronger infusions. Not full leaf or anything like that. There's a little play of it in the filler. But if you can just kind of look past the sweetness on the cigar... Like Leather Rose, so that's the one that's 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 money. It's the old Short Bellicoso. Look past the sweetness and smoke it. You can enjoy that cigar. You can. You're not going deep enough. Excuse me, sir. Let me teach you the technique. So. There you go. Get your lip past that wrapper. <laughs> Not a professional. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Good. So the next cigar, you don't pick this one. This is a good cigar. That, no, I see. I see why it sells, though. I mean, I, I really do. It's, I mean, people love especially it. if you're. I, mean, I, fu I fucked that all up. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked that all up. He's a pro. He's, He's a, a pro. pro. I, you know what? Always learning. 
<laughs> Jesus. And I don't know why, but it, it, it sells. All three of them. Well, the Midnight I, oil, can, the get, tea and the I can get the green tea on this. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I think that might be the sweetness. Well, it when you say you don't understand, like, like Asylum 770s, Asylum 880s, I mean, just like uh, Billy cut Mac, some wood. Billy Mac, get, Billy oh. Mac smoked the 990 the other day. Oh, my God. I'm just yeah. like, holy hell. And they sell out of them. And I'm like, why? Holy shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's the April Fool's 990. That's him lighting that cigar. Crap. Yeah. It was like funnier than hell. And like it was in a box or yeah, coffin? And it's in there in the coffin. It's, the it's, slide box. It's called the April Fool's. Okay. And it's a 9 by 90 It's, I mean, he smoked on it for three hours and gave up. He's like, I'm yeah. dumb. Like, I can't. Like... The biggest cigar I think I've smoked is Mark gave me one we're golfing down in St. James. A howitzer. And he gave me a howitzer. And uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like, I was going to say starts like a bellicote, but it's, it's like. It's a double perfecto. And so yeah, it's, it's crazy. The part you but hold it was good. in your teeth is 44 ring gauge. The meat of it is 72. Holy and crap. it finishes at a 44. And so it it's a. Uh, do, do you remember the Drew State eggs? Yes. Remember those? It, that's what it is. But it's a Rocky Patel cigar. It's a house thing that's done uh, down in... Or no, it's not Rocky. I didn't know that was a Rocky Patel cigar. No, it's not. I'm sorry. That's wrong. It's a... I'll ask... I'll have to ask Val. It's, it's done in Ybor City at... Oh, it'll come to me. The, the factory will come to me. I'll, I'll let you know. But it's done down there. It's one of their house rolls. All long filler. No, no short filler in it. But she gave them to me and we were going golf and I was like, I'm not smoking. <laughs> like, give me that sound. Man. He goes, I'll smoke it. We get to like hole nine. He goes, it's pretty good smoke. And it's, it's fucking it's just like, like a cigarette. Like a chicken leg. Right, dude. Just, and yeah, then that, yeah. two weeks later, I'm out at the rat run. <clears throat> so this must have been in September. Early September, we golfed out there. I did it at Howitzer. Yeah, yeah. 21. And then I did this rat run and some guy shows up in a funny car he's got a stroker hat on like my and he gets out and he's got this big old fat thing out there and I says what are you smoking is that a Hollitzer he goes you know it motherfucker oh, Hollitzer is my go to and I'm like yeah I just smoked one of those on the golf course he goes you go bro I'm like yeah I dig it and I got boxes Christoph of these is like a foot long oh yeah yeah, yeah. The biggest cigar I ever smoked was I, I did smoke a Woody from Leaf. Okay. Yeah. That was a three and a half foot long cigar at a 62 ring gauge. Cigar is that big. Yeah. Do you got like a little stand you hold when you smoke it? or? Got, I mean, I've seen It's like a trumpet. just kind of... Yeah, it was uh, obnoxious. Completely ridiculous, to be honest, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, it's fun though. It's like you know, I, I see that 990, and I'm like, I'm not a ring gauge guy, but I'm gonna have to smoke one. I'm well, gonna have to because like to tell someone about it. I mean, and the thing about it is they didn't take any shortcuts on it. And normally when you get into that large of a size, you start short filling, you start using less tobacco. The blend on that cigar is the Corojo 660. It's just three of them. You know what I mean? Or four, four of them, four of them. I don't know if I had a 770, maybe in the box, a crew, Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty good cigar. Mm -hmm. But I just, like, refused to go any higher than that. It's it's fun. You know, it's like, if I could ever get my hands on a Romacraft femur, the Aquitaine they did, 
you know, it's a 120 millimeter cigar. It's eight, nine inches long. I mean, it's literally that long and, and that thick, right? But it's Aquitaine. I mean, it's literally Aquitaine. And, you know, Skip will, you can see Skip in interviews. He's like, well, why did you buy that? Like, I was just being an asshole, right? <laughs> you know, but if I could ever get my hands on one, we'd smoke it. I'd cut it in thirds and we'd all, you know, whatever, but, you know. Like they did with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah. Break them in half and let them smoke them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your cutter. I'm gonna cut that cigar in half and smoke one today and the other tomorrow. Like, well, it's like when we joke. Well, that's it was really like, weird. When I looked at Billy Mack, he's looking at that. Uh, he's like, "Well, how do I cut this?" I'm like, well, "Bro, we don't have a cutter for that, but you can punch it about six times." You know, and he put bullet holes in him and, and did his dance. It was fine. It was silly. I can picture you just like snap. Well, I did. I was like, "Hey, I got a punch or my knife." What do, what, what do you want to do? But it was it was definitely fun. Definitely worth it. I mean, right now, as we're like halfway through this thing, the tobacco is good at it. All right, talk it up. I got to use the mints. Right back. Hey, oh, my goodness. Well, that was a first. <clears throat> Super sweet. Now the middle's getting pretty good, but holy shit. It was like the brandy day we had that, but that, that turned out pretty damn good. Can you empty over there? Yeah. Try well, some of this Kentucky tin. That's good. And Kentucky tin, tell us about that. So it's a weeded bourbon. It's about only Owensboro, Kentucky. And how many years? Because it looks, the color is light, so I don't this know if it's 10. a 10 so years. I don't know how long it's been aged. It's Kentucky 10, but it's a. The only thing that's, and it's good, I guess, and, and uh, but for throwing things off of me and Mark, the only bad thing about me and him is we have a real similar palate so we we like spicy cigars and and we like layered heavy um bourbon as well i mean and not that we don't like it all but i'm just saying that we have a very similar palate we very rarely are off course with that but and they say this is a 10, 10 year, huh? I don't, I don't think it's a 10, it's just, they just call it Kentucky 10. I'm not sure how, old it, how long it's aged. What we got? Kentucky 10. Oh, cool, what's that? It's a... Owensboro, Kentucky? Distilled and bottled by Owensboro Distilling Company. It seems young to me, though. Kentucky Even 10. though it's called Weeded Kentucky 10. Badge. 90 proof. They're probably not going to tell you, give you an age statement on it. But just by the age color. minimum of two years. That's what I was thinking. Two years. Well, cheers, guys. Because you can almost tell by the color. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, sir. Thank you. Is that cutter on your keychain? Uh huh. Come on. I don't, I don't have any problem with that. 
it, it doesn't have any striking, crazy, up top flavors, but it's just young. And it's not. See, I don't know if this tea thing is sticking in my mind, but it's not sweet, but it's like tea sweet. It's like green tea sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I it's, not, it's not like, it's not fruity or candied sweet, you know, or molasses kind of sweet, but. I oh, couldn't have said it better. I think you're right. It's got a, it's kind of a tea sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that'd be a great introductory whiskey to somebody. If you're going the bourbon side, I think it's clean enough. It's, there's no. I mean, it's start this tea and then go to Booker's tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Party on, Garp. Work your way up the tea chain. Mm. <laughs> Where's my start applause with some I have an applause button. Tea. Hang on. There it is. <laughs> applause. Stop. Laughter. <laughs> okay. The tea chain. Yeah. I get this. I understand this. Um, I'm actually going to get... Do you have more of those? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to yeah. get... There's somebody I want to smoke this. Um, yeah, this is interesting. But they win for the whole Bruce Lee vibe, though, dude. They oh, definitely yeah. get that. They're nice boxes. They're, the design is nice. Even the inside. Open the inside. So I like this. I'm actually very much enjoying this cigar now. The sweetness that was on the cap yeah, that's nice. is now in the smoke. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a very sweet cigar. And, and, and I don't mean that in the infusion or the, the um, seasoned wrapper kind of way, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's monster. Yeah. I've never seen this foam cushion. You know who does that? Oliva on their wide base boxes and LFD does foam cushions only place I've seen them and normally I shouldn't say normally it's actually a new happening but that's a, that's a, that's a hardy box man it's a good box it almost looks like Van Diesel and uh, Furious whatever that number they're on now like 10 I don't I think know it's 10 or 11 is coming yeah. out I believe I'm not entirely sure the day we start reviewing those movies I quit <laughs> oh my god so blessed <laughs> yeah, now your sweetness plays around in your retro hill, and actually, you're actually tasting it. It's not just a lip drag. A lip drag. Yeah. Now that I'm at the portion that was in my mouth, I'm pointing that sketch off. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's why you joined the Patreon for the, that sequence that, that happened right there. Just the whole deep throating of the cigar Ooh. to bypass the sweetness. Because we have techniques. <laughs> if anything, we've just told everybody we don't know shit. That's what happened. Yeah. When it comes to smoking sweet cigars, I'm new. I don't know. Well, you deep throw. That's uh, okay. Okay. That's how you that. get bypass that. I'm done talking about that. We had the fucking wrong with you. Just bypass the cut the cap and then you're all good. You're crazy. But I could see why this now I want to ask you if you don't mind kind of divulging some shop information. Um, I know you carry two faces of acid. Um, you also carry in the uh, I call them the Jamaican cigars from Foundation. What's the name of those? The three wise men elguiz. No, no 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 the infused ones from 
Foundation. Foundation. The infused, the Jamaican kind of style cigar. They're from Foundation. No. You have them in there. Omex? Nope. Or did you have samples of them? I might have samples. You may have samples. Okay. There's those. Um, do you have any Drew Estate Deadwood? Yes. Okay. I had the... So my question is, is this, is it 654? Is that what this was? 652? The size? 54, I think. 54? Six. Is this selling better oh, yeah. than the smaller sizes? Oh, yeah. See, that's unique. That's shop unique. Because most... Mm, yeah, I'm comfortable saying that. Most infused cigar smokers don't really smoke anything over uh, like a Blondie size, right? A traditional, or a Blondie Bellicosa, which is a, you know, a five by 52, 54 Bellicosa, right? When you look at most infused cigars, I would, I'd be willing to say most of the markets right around that Corona, maybe Robusto size. I just opened my last box of these. I really? Ordered, I ordered more yesterday. That's, that's interesting to me, is that the smaller sizes aren't selling nearly as the, you know, a, a true Toro size of a, a slightly infused cigar. Or, again, sweet cap cigar. It's not infused. They're about equal on the... There's three different uh, sizes. So, and um, Eve, yeah. when they come in and are you... When they come in and ask for the cigar, are you sharing with them the profile of that cigar? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he's a very involved humidor guy. Well, I mean, every, every customer tobacco. that comes in the door, I'm yeah. in there with him. Yeah. yeah. Unless, unless we're really busy. Well, it's the way it should be for the most right. part. So, you know. Well, that's the best way to do it, man, because that's how you get, um, and it's cool because you own your own spot. And you do, and the, the thing that's unique about your lounge and your shop is that, yes, it's a cigar shop. Yes, you have spirits you can pair with, but you also have everything else you can go over and talk to someone about the Mirashan Pipe Company down the road right you can talk about the leather goods you can talk about the breads you bake the seasonings you make the your Saturdays and bagels and, and things like that right what you're smoking beard the beard oils right the purses you have the some of the furniture you know like there's things that you have you have to be involved in every one of those to teach anybody anything about them you know what I mean anybody can have a pop-up shop at a farmer's market Right. If you're passionate mm-hmm. enough about it, you can do that. But to basically have two different farmers markets inside your store, plus your cigar shop, and you have a lounge, and you have a bar, you've got to be versed in. And that's how I started. At farmers markets? Yeah. Oh yeah. With my beard oils and beard bombs and breads. That's how we started. When we found this place, we didn't think anything about cigars, and I was like, "It's too big. We need something else in there." And. I was passionate about cigars. I chased cigars just like I chased bourbon, just like everybody else. Well, does. I guess we should finally ask you know. those stupid interview questions, huh? We haven't done it yet. And then, you know. Yeah, but it's nice that the size that he's got right now, he can be totally involved with his customers. Uh, well, and that's and talk what you to them and educate them and, and go we through the humidor with We said that the first time them. we walked in here. I think you said it. That's why it was nice to have to our eat. cigars in there. Like, these guys are local. This is something that a couple of guys out of St. Louis are doing that everybody's excited about. They're local. Mm-hmm. And uh, get a chance to try it. It never fails. Ever. <laughs> so, the other morning... The train wasn't that loud. Saturday morning, me and Janine go out. We get up that in the morning, and I'm pouring coffee, and my Denali goes off. And it's raining. And I go into Jean, I'm like, did you hear that? The horn going off? And she goes, yeah, whose car was that? I go, it's ours. And she goes, why is the Denali doing that? 
So I go outside and I'm like, oh, guess why the Denali's going off? Because there's raindrops coming through the sunroof. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the what? I'm open? like, yeah, you know you're in charge of the sunroof at the end of the night, making sure we shut it up. She goes, why would I be in charge? I'm like, because you just are. <laughs> Anything I goes wrong, I blame you. you, and you will handle it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm out there. It wasn't too bad. We wiped it off. It, luckily, I caught it. But that was crazy. The raindrops going through the um, the sunroof was causing the alarm to go off. Well, I want my alarm to go off too. If there's water in my vehicle. That'd be exactly. Great. Let me know if good. I did yeah. something wrong last night. That's very good. Yes. GMC did well on that notion. Yes. Um, all right, Bill. So. You've been a cigar smoker how long? 10, 12 years. 10, 12 years? Awesome. Um, when did you start getting involved in tobacco? Probably two years ago. Is that two, when? Two and a half, three years ago when I found, in Key West, when I found an angel share. Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't find yeah. them up here. It pissed me the Was it at AB or was it at Green Street? It was at the one behind or the- Or Cork and Stogie that used to be open. The one that was behind the- uh, a Cuban restaurant. That's Cork and Stogie. That's Cork and Stogie. Yeah. yeah. So I miss Cork and Stogie. Because we always yeah, stay at the place right room. across from the Cuban okay. breakfast place. Yeah. Okay. It's changed hands. It's changed names a little bit. Now they got the Tipsy Rooster there, and yep. we always stay there because it was less expensive. So and I couldn't find them. And anymore. I had breakfast in the morning right across the street. That's a good thing. So I couldn't find them out here. It's just like Blanton's or any other bourbon. Right. You know, you can't find it. You've tasted it. You want it. But so you start searching for cigars that are just as good, if not better. Right. So I just started experimenting with different cigars, buying, you know, going to different cigar shops and just buying up cigars and trying them out. And, you know, these I found in July and up here in Deadwood went straight there and found them and Kristoff's I didn't know anything of, I didn't know Kristoff's existed until September 10th hmm when I was up you a big Kristoff guy oh yeah yeah I love Kristoff's I mean that's cool I'm, I'm not I'm not a huge Kristoff guy I like the Maduro's um I did enjoy that 15th they did uh for his I want to say it was his son mm-hmm. that they made it for that was good um but Kristoff is good product. It's a good cigar. A lot of their taste profiles just not not my thing, which is why I don't get into them. But they've been kind of left behind. I think I feel like you know Kristoff. You're not seeing it in shops as much anymore. Yeah. Is uh, the Kristoff the Forgiven? You remember that box we went to uh, Bissinger's and we all came back and you brought a box. I thought it was the Forgiven black box with. I don't know. They were like small little robusto, small toros or whatever. I still have some of them in my humidor. Called um, Forgiven. They're black labeled. You you left a whole box of them with me. I was like, No, that's part. Of, that's the diesel stuff. Yeah, that's the diesel Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not crazy. But if people, if, if all these companies start, you know, allocating cigars like they allocate bourbon, they're gonna lose business. People. Well, yeah, find, that, people that's what's find, happening, man. I mean, people are gonna find other cigars that they enjoy better. Yep. And, and that, that is the one thing I'll say about cigars that is a little different from bourbon is that, you know, the bourbon market knows everybody's going to enjoy Buffalo Trace or Blanton's, right? So they can allocate it and get rid of it. It doesn't matter if you go to other bourbons, you know, you're always still going to enjoy a pour like that, right? The thing with cigars that is going to kick people in the ass is I'm going to use Drew Estate in this example, right? So they did their last freestyle run on what became the M80 by 
blended with Metallica, mm-hmm. right? Now, <laughs> they pre-sold too much of it. They didn't have enough of it, so they made it part of a Diplomat-only account. So only Liga accounts mm-hmm. now get that cigar. Now, when you we talked about this the other day, yeah, it's the same and, as the. Uh, as the but my thing Pappy's. is, my thing is with exactly with with Pappy yeah. and then with Metallica, those names alone, the name alone, right? And these weren't these weren't overpriced cigars. I mean, some of the some of the even the younger Pappy stuff you can get now, you're looking at fifteen, sixteen dollars. The M80 retails at twelve fifty to thirteen dollars, right? But it's the M80 by Metallica, right? You put that anywhere on a shelf. And you go, oh yeah, this is uh, the Metallica step done, sold. You would make so much revenue right. on that right. cigar, yeah. And instead, you locked it down to about twenty percent of your entire portfolio. <laughs> Out of all the shops that Drew Estates in, I would be willing to bet about twenty percent are diplomat accounts. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, I was told that. But when I called Friday asking about the Pappies. I was told that, hey, you gotta have you gotta sell fifty facings of. Drew Estates to get the Pappies. <coughs> well, I have a customer right now that 50 facings. Them. 50 facings doesn't mean 10 blends and 5 different sizes. It means 50 facings of product. Well, here's the other thing that we've <laughs> talked about, too. You know, it's like when we first started going, everybody's still looking for Pappy Van Winkle bourbon, and I'm yeah. like, forget about it. Don't even worry about it anymore. Get over it. There's so much better product out there than Pappy Van Winkle. And some of these companies that that create this hype, um, I'm just like, get over it and move on and just leave them in the dust because there's so much good stuff out there. And we, when's the last time we ever talked about Pappy Van Winkle? I had one of the original boxes of the the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon tips uh, done and finished in New Orleans, and I still have them, and they were good. They we were smoked good. them. They were, yeah. they were good. Second run around with Drew Estate was horrible. Yeah. And um, I haven't had one of the new ones, but the first ones were not bad. They were fairly enjoyable. It's a, it's a status thing. It's just, you know. Yeah, but you're smoking it's the name. Yeah. Here's here's what I've always found fascinating. Like, I've told this story before. I was, I was in a lounge where this doctor had come in with uh, four or five people, and they, they're all smoking 80th anniversary Padron Maduros. And they only smoked about two and a half inches of the cigar. And when they left in the ashtray, those cigars were placed, placed perfectly, label up, sitting, so that when anyone came to clean up or walk by, you saw what they were smoking. Now, I was like, oh, now you got to finish that. It's like... <laughs> I'll, I'll smoke them, right? But there's something funny about taking status, especially with a cigar, right? Well, this is what I'm smoking. You're getting ready to set the damn thing on fire. Okay? <laughs> so your status is only there for as long as that thing burns. Once it's out, you literally set it on fire. It's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yes, I get, like, we're all going to hunt brands. We're all going to go after something. Something's going to come out that's going to cost money. And there are some that, yes, I'll pay for once. I want to smoke it. I want to try it. But I've always said this, too. Take the label off of it, right, and hold it up and say, this is $65. Nine out of ten people are going to look at you and go, what? You know, then there's people like us, like, well, what is it? Man, what are you smoking? Like, what, what, what do you have going on right now? Then you fall into that, that notion, right? But 
But would you rather have a sixty-five dollar cigar and you smoke it once, or would you rather have six good cigars and enjoy it? I'd rather have six good cigars over and over and over and over. Right? I very much would. You know, I I have no problem of, of spending in the the twelve to twenty-five dollar range on a cigar. Right? That, that is what it is. You know, but it's also the reason that like. You know, uh, as as our Cyclops and Hooligans get older, you know, the Reaper's not really approaching that yet with the, with the double Maduro, but as they get older and we're dealing in some of these vintages, that would be like us charging more for the cigar. No, we just happen to have access. It's not costing us any more money to these ages that are happening on the product. Why why reflect that into the customer when it's not happening to us? Like, why play that game? You don't have to. It's the same game with you know. The same game with bourbon. Well, it is. You know. You know. I mean, but it, when you look at when you when you look at tobacco, you know, you could play that allocation game a little bit. Like, look, you know, you can buy all the thousand series Padron you want for anywhere from nine to sixteen dollars. Okay. Or it's always readily available. You can buy your sixty-four series, or your twenty-six series, and whatever size you fancy for nineteen, twenty, up to thirty-five dollars a cigar. The difference in tobacco and alcohol is that both those options are almost always in front of you. What? A little barge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, seen down the river in a long time. Both those options are always available to yep. you, right? Or you go to the bar, and or you go to the liquor store. The liquor store is probably the better example. They'll have a case of Buffalo Trace, and then they'll have two bottles of Pappy, right? We'll just use Pappy, or a Weller single barrel, or a foolproof, or any Sazerac product, right? Well, if you want that bottle, you need to buy five of those, then I'll mm -hmm. sell you that bottle at cost. Well, it's like, but I don't need... What do you? I don't need those. You need to bring in fifty cases that. of weeded vodka, right? We're going to still continue to in tobacco. I can go buy three of those cigars and one of that one. Mm -hmm. Smoke those three and then hold that one for later, right? That's the difference between tobacco and alcohol. Yes, there are allocated items that only X amount of boxes come out. That's a different. That doesn't happen that often in in tobacco. Whereas it seems like now it happens every other goddamn day in the, the, the spirits world. Mm -hmm. There's a new finish, right? Bam, here it is. Here you go. Uh, Blood Oath. Pack seven, pack nine's coming out. All right, well, there's only this many bottles. Well, so why is there only that many bottles, right? I know you could have made more bottles. <laughs> I know you can, you know, but. Yeah, my first liquor order, <clears throat> I ordered. Old Forester, Mitchkers, you know, a Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Mm -hmm. Didn't get any of it, but I got a bottle of Don Julio. Yeah, it's because no one. 1942. Mind. Yeah, yeah, the tall black one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I understand I'm small, but. I'm good. So, what I do, I go out and I search for bourbons that are just as good. If not better than what I wanted. Yeah. And you've got and one of the best tequilas in the world on your bar. You know I'm drinking it before I leave. I talked to you about this over yeah. and over when I saw it. He has a Liga Mezcal on that bar. Yep. You remember when I was in Chicago and I sent you that picture of that white bar I was at? Like everything was white granite and all that wall of tequila? I fell in love with Illegal. Illegal is a gnome 1414, one of the most allocated Jalisco gnomes in, in tequila. And all they do is Mezcal. Which, if you know anything about tequila, mezcal is not everyone's favorite. It's it's too hot. It's too smoky. But all their mezcals are then finished in different agave port barrels. 
So you're getting mezcal. It's almost like taking a little book or a what's a really high normal proof bourbon that you can grab. High normal. That you can just you can buy it anytime. It's high proofed. Uh, that's an interesting question because yeah, normally think about that. Booker's is probably on a regular and they're hard to find. Right. But they're in the the upper one twenty six to one twenty. Uh, Rebel Rebel Cash Strength. You you can find Rebel Cash Strength pretty much anywhere now. Right. Luxury. Okay. It would be like taking that and then you finish it in a port barrel or a wine barrel and then you, you put it out. Right? That's what they do at illegal with, with their with their tequilas. That makes them and they're just absolutely fantastic. Well, why don't we wrap this up? Yeah. Good, long, fun podcast here at Bootleggers. We'll tie it up. We'll have a cigar. We'll get some food. We'll head back here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, do some shopping because I guess we have things we need to pick up. Um, but from the Viking, thank you guys so much. Mahalo to everybody. Uh, if you want to catch all the video and all the goofy words you heard us talking about, join the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash craftandpuro. $3 a month. Uh, that's where all our newsletters, live videos, and our once-monthly Zooms take place. Uh, starting this month uh jump on join us and uh we will be back next week where we don't know but uh, we'll let you know as soon as we go live go chiefs go chiefs and yeah. from the bourbon cowboy thanks for listening in here from washington and boo lakers giddy up hey guys ffk here make sure to tune into every episode of craft and boodle and don't forget that ask listeners you guys receive a 15 percent discount on the entire order when you shop at my store promo code Craft Boodle 15. Once again, Craft Boodle 15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. (laughs) 